G'day and welcome to On The Esky and Australian Sports Podcast, where we like to wrap up the week that was in the wild world of sport, drink a few Jack Super Crisps and dribble on about the big stories that occurred. Today's show, we'll, uh, we'll chat some cricket. Australia and Sri Lanka, we've lost uh, the ODI series with the tests upcoming. Uh, another good uh, game in progress between England and New Zealand. Wrap up the week in the AFL, back to nine games, buy rounds are over, so a bit more footy. There's been a bit of a quiet week in the NRL uh, with all the clubs on uh, on their buy, but a massive, massive game to State of Origin tonight over in Perth. Must win for the Blues to avoid a dead rubber. Uh, and also yeah. some internationals uh, yesterday, uh, we'll touch on those. The NBA draft happened during the week. Um, Aussie Dyson Daniels getting picked up with the eighth overall pick. Uh, there's been some big name transfers over in uh, the round ball in Europe. Uh, plus, mm. a final round will preview next week's UFC 276, a huge card, one of the bigger cards in recent memory. Yeah, uh, wrap up the week uh, that was in the F1 and golf and dribble on about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we do have timestamps if you're watching the podcast and want to skip to the sports that you like. Uh, please feel free to do that. Or if you're an absolute nuffy, just listen to the whole damn thing. Uh, we do have clips as well that you can check out. And we're getting the socials going back again. Monks, Monks has been back busy yeah, editing and doing <laughs> stuff that I've got no idea how to do. Uh, so getting that uh, rolling. Now, we'd like to sh- uh, shout a beer to start the show off to commend uh, someone or a team or something uh, in their good work during the week in the sporting arena. Uh, Monks, yeah. I'll throw it over to you. Who are you shouting a beer this week? Yeah, uh, probably a little bit of a feel-good story here. Uh, so, Lauren Jackson um, of Australian Basketball Hall of Fame um, pedigree uh, is back in international basketball. Um, so nine years nine, after that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, nine years after retiring, uh, she's back in the Opal squad. Um, yeah, probably not sure what her role will be moving forward, um, considering her age and um, how she'll go with the World Cup a world championship towards the end of the year. But um, I think, yeah, it'll be good for the team, that mentorship sort of role. Um, obviously, with all the news uh, from the Olympics last year, uh, Liz Cambridge and all that stuff's probably good to have have someone in the team that can sort of help them um, steady the ship. Um, so, yeah. The, the, the age is an interesting one. I just had to yeah. double check. 41. 41, yeah. 41. to four Olympic Games. Um yeah, three um, world championships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just obviously part of Australia's um, Basketball Hall of Fame as well. Um, just crazy. And yeah. Olympic silver medalist, I think. Uh, yeah, that was three silvers and a three bronze. Time, three times silver. There you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, I, I do wonder if she has sat back and watched uh, what unfolded in Tokyo occur and go, that wouldn't happen under my <laughs> <laughs> leadership. Yes. And has maybe uh, spoken with the Opals and said, That's look, it. Don't need to be playing big minutes. You can't imagine a 41-year-old would be, but maybe no. uh, someone there for a little bit of veteran mentorship and That's it. a good attitude, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, she did retire with bad knees mm. um, stuff uh, back so when it's she a retired. a long, long time out. Yeah, a like, lot of bad everything. Yeah. Yeah, when um, you hear about people coming back from, you know, having two years off, uh, you wonder, you know, Clay Thompson, for example, we're wondering yeah. how, how, his body, <laughs> how his body would hold up after two years uh, on, on the sidelines. Nine years. Uh, Nine years. Interesting to see what she can do with the basketball in her hand, but yet yeah. pro- probably more of a uh, you know a team sort of chemistry mentorship kind of role. You'd imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Yeah. See how it goes. Good on it. Yeah. I did say that during I mean, the week, and I was like, "That's a blast from the past." <laughs> Lauren Jackson, jeez. 
Yeah, I didn't realise it had been quite that long, but yeah, wishing her all the best. And uh, she's she's got a beer courtesy of Monks on the Esky uh, to, to celebrate. Yeah. Shauno, you go on Denver theme? Yes, well, I'm shouting out uh, <laughs> NBA draft mums. Uh, <laughs> so Dyson Daniels' mum and Christian Braun's mum. We shout out, shout out beer out to you, you the lovely ladies, uh, for your work over Maybe a nice the Maybe Chardonnay or something. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Cos- of, Cosmopolitan. Yeah, Braun, of course, from Denver, and that was going to be my segue into Ab's chat mm. uh, for this week to, to follow up how we've been going in the Stanley Cup, uh, currently at 3-2. Mm. Uh, we had mm. talked about the sweep potential after they were... Started 2-zip. Yeah, started 2 and dominated game two. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they got pumped in game three for the Lightning. I think that was like 6-2 uh, final score on that. They played overtime in the fourth, mm-hmm. uh, came from behind uh, Avs to get a win in that one, uh, and then lost yesterday at home to the Lightning to make the series 3-2, game six tomorrow. So, Game six, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to... Lauren Jackson, <laughs> Tyson, Jordan, mm-hmm. game yep. six. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, we put the curse on them with the sweep and they're still in the hunts, but as, yeah. Yeah, the Lightning have kind of, uh, after that shit pumping, uh, have turn, <laughs> turned it on a little bit. It's theirs uh, to lose. They're up 3-1 if yeah, uh, yeah. if they were to, to lose tomorrow. Jeez, you'd yeah. think all the all the momentum going towards mm-hmm. Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah. It is, it up. It is Game 7 would be in Colorado. In Colorado. Mm. Tomorrow is in Florida. Yep. So yeah. may, maybe so they'll, they'll go like the Warriors and, and win game 6 mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Maybe. maybe a little omen. Yes. I did have a look at the stats. So for a... In game five, for the away team to win mm-hmm. um, and then make it the same record like that, 3-2, mm-hmm. um, they have, I think it was like a 20% chance of winning in game seven, so mm. winning championship. Um, and then having a look at, so if the Rays, um, sorry, Lightning. Lightning. The Ra- yeah. Rays are Rays, in Rays, Rays uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Get there eventually. Um, right. Jeez, I've done it again. <laughs> lightning, lightning. This is why we love talking about ice hockey. I know, right? Yeah. Um, well, he's talking like, about baseball. I don't know. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. Um, lightning have like a 60% chance of winning away in game seven. So yeah. the odds are pretty slim for them mm. if you add them together. So, yep. But yeah, interesting to see. Stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a tight title chase, a uh, big, big championship with you know going to game six. It would be interesting to see how that finishes up from one of the big four of the American leagues uh, finishing up this season. Well, enjoy uh, your beer courtesy of uh, Sean on the Esky at the Avalanche at uh, <laughs> hot hot mums of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny when uh, when a few mums are stealing the, sh- the, the Twitterverse uh, show uh, when their sons are, you know, yep. it's the biggest day of their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I think it was more a confirmation for us as well. It was just like, wow, we're getting old, but... We're getting old. The MILFs, that's our category now. (laughs) It'll always be my category, bro. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk NBA Uh, draft uh, in the basketball section and uh, maybe less dribble. Limit the pornography references. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps you'll shout a bit. I'll shout a bit. I'm shouting out four uh, to the mixed relay. Uh, team for the Aussies uh, at the Swimming mm. World Championships, currently underway in Budapest, Hungary. Uh, the Aussies have been uh, sort of backing up their, their good work in the pool uh, from Tokyo, uh, but a, w- a world record uh, always, uh, I think, is deserving of, of a shout of beer. Uh, so the, the mixed relay, um, in, it was, they've got a, a mixed relay medley uh, where they all swim different strokes. This was mm. the freestyle one. So two blokes, two girls out there swimming 100 uh, metres freestyle as quick as you can. Uh, they go by the names of Jack. Jack Cartwright, Carl Chalmers, uh, most people are uh, familiar with him, Matty Wilson and Molly O'Callaghan. 
Um, they shaved two uh, hundredths of a second off the world record that did belong to the United States. So always good breaking a world record, even mm-hmm. sweeter when mm-hmm. you take it off the Yanks in the oh, pool. Beautiful, definitely. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit of a of a um, you know precursor, I suppose, of, of things uh, to come. Uh, Commonwealth Games uh, uh, upcoming, so mm-hmm. we'll see a lot of mm-hmm. them in action there. Uh, they'll probably dominate in the pool uh, there. You, obviously, you know you've, you've got Canada and and you, you Great Britain countries to compete against uh, there, yeah. but no, uh, you know Europeans, uh, Americans, or, yep. or Japanese or Chinese. Uh, but yeah, good to see some mm. new names as well coming through. And uh, yeah, for, for the for the Dolphins, the Aussie swim team, mm-hmm. uh, for for them moving forward. Mop of the week. Yes. We, did, we didn't have one. We, oh, I've got one I can throw right here. Yeah. Yes. Go, uh, go off, right. Yeah, off the top of the head. Off so some mop, mop behaviour. Mm. Uh, the Collingwood uh, Pies, the, the football uh, club. Yeah. Uh, the, the the handling of uh, Dugowie during the week. And uh, of uh, Jack Ginevan and Isaac yes. Quainor. Yes. They essentially looked like they were reading off teleprompters <laughs> in their in their apologies. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not the best PR person <laughs> this well, week. it was well written. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was it well was, written. It yes. was well written. Maybe not the best acting. acting. Yes, yes. Acting. <laughs> but they, the thing is, they shouldn't be acting, I don't think. Yeah. So Quainor and Ginevan in trouble, uh, apparently, from the media, the mainstream media, yes. for rating girls on... On TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what they were doing is, you know, there wasn't, they weren't even rating certain girls. What they yeah. were saying was, oh, would you if she's a seven, but she's yeah, got which is a which is a meme at the moment that's it, do, is viral through TikTok. It started by girls. Yeah, exactly. It started, <laughs> yeah. It started by girls, and their girlfriends were in the room <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, maybe, maybe not the best timing with the the, the goey yeah, kind the of timing fi- fiasco. What hurt them? And we spoke about it in our video last week, uh, yeah. and you can check that out um, in the, in the clips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we thought this sort of witch hunting of Dugowie, maybe not that warranted. Although I don't, I hadn't seen the video. Uh, yeah, last the, week. the treatment the, of the women is where they, they yeah, come the, from. the the pulling down of the of the bra, uh, yeah, Janet yeah. Jackson style. Yes. Uh, you know, going back to <laughs> to a Super Bowl of old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also came out and said it was fun. Like, you know, I didn't have any problem with it. We are just yeah. having fun, yada, yeah, yada, exactly. yada. Why, then, why was she in Bali? <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. She's a bit of a big-chested broad, broad yeah, herself, yeah. you know, trying to get... With, with the know, football lads, what are you yeah, saying? exactly. Yeah. Getting a few Insta followers. Good on yeah. her. The, the world needs women yes. like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thought I'm moving away from the milk chat. Yeah. Uh, anyways. We might yeah. need some PR people to write you a statement over that one. Yeah, jeez. I respect women. Uh, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Better be a father. I'll shout out to the wife. I'll, yes. I'll, I've got a little uh, Sarah tidbit for you, for you later, actually. Oh, she s- said something uh, quite funny, I thought. Um, <laughs> anyways, back to Dugowie. We, we were qu- quite, you know, firm in, in our statements last week saying, like, it's not like the New York incident where he's been no. ar- arrested and gotten in trouble, and you know, with with the police, and it was you know groping of mm. a of a woman without consent. He does have priors. The media likes to have yeah. you know villains and and the rest of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 he just needs to not put himself in those in those situations. Yeah, and 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 the mm. Quain or Ginevan stuff. There is nothing. There There's is nothing there. absolutely nothing. It was, it was nothing just in it. timing there. So it was just the poor timing with the other stuff that happened to Goy. Yeah, sure. Who's now on uh, personal leave? Uh, the Pies have pulled yeah. his potential yeah. contract yeah. extension, yeah. which was like three, three mil over yeah. four years yeah. or something. Yeah. So over three mil. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so it's obviously had ramifications for his career, uh, which is a shame because he's a really good footy player. So mm. you know, mm. hopefully he can get that, you know, the, the party sort of boy moniker um, past him and, and you know, and sort of yeah. revive his career. But, but, but then you see, yeah. like, 
Bailey Smith has gotten, you know, basically just slid under the rug and he was back at the club yesterday. He was at the in the sheds, they're yeah. showing him. He's like, he's, you know, getting around the boys, etc. They're not the same precedent. It was like, oh, why, why is he, yeah, where's his, his statement? Yeah. yeah, well, he did make a statement. He did make a statement uh, and he also had sort of been playing the mental health card and was, was saying he that he, he was, you know, a little bit upset after the, the grand final loss, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, did the same it's thing, all so. it's all just I don't know. It's just media beat up. Yeah, exactly. we're, we're we're fucking talking about it yeah. when there's been some good games. Well, this is why I put it in the mop yeah. of the week because I think it's you know it's the mainstream media. Yeah, they yeah, can exactly. get the mop. Yeah, the mop. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole the whole making a bigger story than it probably needs to be. Mm. Let's mm. get back to footy. Indeed. On that note, let's get back to cricket. Let's talk <laughs> some <laughs> cricket. Now, last week uh, when we uh, last. Recorded when we last spoke about this mm-hmm. series, it was one apiece. Australia Sri Lanka. We kind of thought, oh, good on good on you, Sri Lanka, for taking a game. I, I didn't expect us to uh, lose many games, let alone lose the whole series, mm-hmm. which which is what's happened. Had to run some reinforcements out there. So. Yeah, yeah. Like looking at it, the team, obviously uh, quite marred by by injury. Uh, you know, it's about half of those guys in that team uh, would would normally. Be in, in a full strength Australia uh, side. Uh, yeah, I think I saw it during the week. I think it was Maxwell, was it? They ran him out, um, flew him over because they were a bit light on for extra batters. I don't think he was in the initial squad in the first couple of games. He didn't play in the T twenties. Ah, maybe that was it. But I think he played. The, I think he's played every ODI. Okay, I can chase that up for you because he just got married. Ah, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe uh, was a chat. But I th- I'm pretty sure he's played all the ODIs. I do have the stats here. Yeah, he played. He played all five and okay, was our cool. top scorer. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the likes of of Stoinis and Agar um, mm-hmm. Smith. I don't know if he got hurt or what the what the go uh, was with him. I think the bowlers are probably the, the most impacted. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, anyway, so let's quickly talk about the few games and, and then talk about the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sri Lanka won game three by six wickets, nine balls to spare. We actually made a pretty Good score, 291. Travis Head top scoring with 70 not, uh, striking at 108 there. Finch in the runs, good to see that, although mm-hmm. we'll talk about what happened later <laughs> in the week in a sec. Uh, he, he had 62. Uh, Jeffrey Vanessay, the best for the Sri Lankan bowlers with three for 49. And then uh, the Sri Lankans went out and Patham Nisanka put on an absolute clinic, uh, opening the batting, 137 off 147 balls. Uh, good to see Dick Weller back in the team. He's, he had been running with the, with the Sri Lanka A side uh, that was playing the Aussie uh, side. I always love to get a little bit of Dick Weller in there. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Indians didn't play this week. We can't talk about hard dick. At least, at least we can talk about Dick Weller. Um, and and uh, Kusal Mendes, uh, who uh, top scored uh, for the for the Sri Lankans in the whole series, he had eighty seven. Not in this one, and they never really looked like uh, missing out, and and they got the job done. Game four, the best game of the series in terms of uh, going down to the wire, in terms of the neutral viewer. Uh, a little bit heartbreaking as Aussie fans, uh, but it was the game that Sri Lanka sealed the deal with the series win. Mm. Uh, they went out and made two fifty eight. Uh, Charith Asalanka one hundred and ten. Dan and Jaya De Silva, 60. Not the Aussies kind of shared the wickets. And we got off to a very ordinary start with Finchie doing a classic Aaron Finch dismissal of late, mm-hmm. trying to play sort of an in-swinger. This was a, a from uh, Karuna Ratna, who's a right-arm bowler. He was struggling a lot with the lefties in the in the IPL. Yeah. Uh, and just sort of uh, swung in a little bit late, was trying to sort of hit it through mid-on, missed it all and caught him on the pad, uh, Plum LBW. Mm. The middle order didn't get going. Um, you know, 20-odd from from Marsh and Carey and Head. 
And, uh, yeah, we couldn't chase down 258, just falling agonisingly short. It was Pat Cummins as well. Uh, he had 35 off 43, uh, trying to get uh, get us home, uh, as he did with the bat a few times in, in the IPL, but just couldn't do it. And it's it's the spinners um, that, that were causing us grief uh, for for the Sri Lankans. Uh, they, they had a, a mixed um, mixed bag. In with, Sri, with Sri Lanka, Lankans. it should be expected. Of course, so, of yeah. course. And... Um, yeah, I was just going to ask you on um, Finchie mm. um, with his troubles because uh, my understanding is he's uh, it's his lead leg. Well, of course it's his leg leg, but he he gets in trouble with planting and uh, not not moving the feet. Um, it's like it's, it's his front. Yeah, so he's getting caught on the on his front pad yeah. um, a lot and, and like getting an LBW. He, he get, takes he, that big step and then just plants it. And then but. It, yeah, I, I don't know if is it's just... It technique if it's, thing? Or? No, I don't think it's his technique. I think it's his hand-eye maybe just slowing a little bit. Yeah. I think back in, in the day, he he hits that through the, you know, through mid-on, wide mid-on, and yeah. it goes for four, um, and everyone's like, you know, how good's Aaron Finch? Uh, I, I just don't know if, it, if it's an age thing and the, and the hand-eye's well, getting... I don't, I don't think it's a technique thing. He's, well, it, it, they're so consistent in the way they get him out. That's obviously a, a, a plan that they've kind of seen the floor, that they, yeah. they set him up, they... Um, Bring him, you know, try to get him on that front foot. If one gets used to planting that front foot, yeah. and then they hit him with that inswinger, and he's and it's he's it's interesting because it used to be str- it used to be a strength of his. Yeah. his was playing off his pads, playing on those front foot driving shots, um, and it, and it's been really over the last eighteen months uh, his undoing. Um, yeah. He did make a duck as well in game five, uh, the dead rubber, which Australia won uh, mm. to make the game three two. Uh, Sri Lanka only made one hundred sixty. We chased it down off the back of an Alex Carey forty five, mm. not. Um, yeah, it's it's troubling. Uh, I can get you his series numbers here. So that sixty-two in game three was his best score. He That's made half just his half ju- his runs, just one hundred and twenty mm. runs at an average of twenty-four through the series. Um, yeah, we, we've spoken a lot about him on on the podcast. Uh, I, again, probably sound like a broken record. I think uh, he's got the backing of Cricket Australia for this twenty twenty World Cup, and uh, and then it'll be an assessment after that, I believe. Although mm. with the carousel uh, of of uh, you know test captains getting the axe recently, uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, Australia follows suit with our ODI captain. Uh, you know what? In the last twelve months, we've seen the demise of of Tim Payne, of Virat Kohli, of Joe Root, mm. uh, Justin Langer. You know, if you want to throw a coach in there, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. Do, would Cricket Australia say, "Yep, yeah, we've got you back. We've got you back. We've got you back." Oh, by the way, uh, Aaron Finch remarkably dropped before the w- the World Cup. It wouldn't surprise me. It yeah, w- it wouldn't surprise I, me. Yeah, I mean, because we, we we've been thinking about like he'll get to the World Cup, but uh, you know you have some results in the games you're playing. His form doesn't it. warrant selection in no. either of the white ball teams, no. and no. he's and he's the skipper of both. Yes. Yeah. So you know, and again, when guys like he's. I think he might be second all time for T Twenty internationals uh, mm. for Australia. Yeah, well, he's in the, uh, the, the all decade teams. So like exactly, <laughs> and you know, people forget how good he was two or three years ago. It's 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 reminiscent of you know the end of Ricky Ponding's career. Yeah. You know, well, when when guys are just a little bit a little bit old, you know, a little bit washed up. Some might say <laughs> coming well, from guys that couldn't fucking get I, it I off the square in a third grade fucking game. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I think we talked about it in the the rugby league section last week. Was you know, we're not getting 2015 Finch. Mm-hmm. It's 2022 Finch. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that warranted for you know the what he's done and have that previous decade warrant enough to keep him in the squad for selection? Um, considering his last 18 months mm. has been uh, pretty ordinary by his lofty standards. I so, wa- yeah, I wonder yeah. how much of it comes down to the support of the boys. 
as well. Like uh, obviously with Langer, he'd lost he'd lost the. The, the shed um, and and the the players were unhappy and I think if you've well, got if you've got ten guys that are unhappy then that's probably going to be the, you know the I, final I'd nail in the that, coffin yeah it'd have to be the makeup of the squad because mm. um, like yes he's going to be your veteran leader that's why he's there he's the captain but then if but, you've got you can Warner, get, you can get that from Smith, Warner you can get that from Smith yeah going into the World Cup mm-hmm. all those guys that have probably you know played a fuckload of tests themselves have played a lot of cricket. Um, and our leaders within that squad. Yeah, do you need a Finch to to, to feel is, is that his role? If that's his sole, um, uh, you know, capability here that he's giving to the team, then mm. it, it looks like there's others that feel in that need. So we really need a, an opening batsman that's going to score us yeah. some good runs. And and when we like yeah. this is obviously an ODI series. Uh, you know, we're, we're comparing ODI with T Twenty cricket. Um, do, would some of these guys like a like I don't know if it's Steve Smith's in our best eleven for for, for, for T Twenty cricket? Yeah. Warner, I'm just trying to think Warner, of who was Warner. in the World Cup squad a year ago. <laughs> so when yeah, <laughs> that, well that's right. Well, well, Smith Smith played nearly all, all of those games, yes, but yeah, yeah, you you've got guys you know like a like a Ben McDermott that um you know has, has played unreal in the last few big bashes. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if Tim David is trying to get mm-hmm. into this Australian mm-hmm. side uh, for the World Cup. Um, Mitch, well, Mitch Marsh picks himself. Yeah, well, that's uh, the, I think in the, in I think the, in that's the top the order there is whether you wanted some of those young young guys mm. uh, in that squad at all. Mm. Um, whether they've come on enough that you want to include them, mm. uh, that you mm. don't need a, a Finch to the veteran like that. Mm. And the direct comparison is if you do have Warner in that squad, like yes, he won't be allowed to captain anything, mm. but he still has that voice and gets runs. Is the Probably the equivalent, in my mind, of a Finch in that squad already. I also saw, and I don't know how much of this is clickbait, an article saying that Cricket Australia might be reviewing Warner's uh, ability to yeah. captain teams. Uh, so if that if that happens, yeah. then I think that might be riding on the wall for He's got a ready-made yeah. direct replacement. Mm. And, um, then, and then you do bring a young flat, fella yeah. like McDermott or Philippi or something like that yep. as your extra opener. Well, um, Maxwell, like you've got yeah, options, you've indeed, got options indeed. in that regard. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Rickon, and nice to nice to have you here. Uh, comparing Owen Morgan to Finchie, it's exact. It's exactly the same. Morgan has not done anything yeah. uh, in in the white ball um, format for for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, and and you know he's there. He's akin to Aaron Finch in that he doesn't play Test match cricket. He's there as their white ball leader. Mm. Um, and, and well, like as a comparison, they've got Butler there as well. Like he's <laughs> killing it. Yeah, so. exactly. So th- there's a ready-made replacement, perhaps um, in, in Josh Butler. Although Butler, I don't think has captained. I don't know about in county cricket, but I don't think he definitely hasn't captained. You know, IPL or 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 anything. Um, but yeah, well, both those squads, I think, need to. They do need to make another. Well, the English squad, I think, is really good. Actually, the Australian squad, I think, needs to do something to stay pace with the English squad, with the Indian squad, with the Pakistani squad going mm. into this. Because mm. they're, yeah, they're the, the big four, let's say, for that World Cup yeah. going in. Yeah. Um, ha- probably hard to see anyone outside of, well, actually, no, T20 South, cricket, like South, 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 South Africa, Africa, New Zealand exactly. could, yeah, could. Is, yeah. Um, no. But you, you remember before the, the last World Cup when we we got dished by Bangladesh, we got mm-hmm. dished by West mm-hmm. Indies yep, and in those away Tours and we weren't a similar kind of thing. We weren't quite full strength, and everyone was thinking, "Oh no, we're going to go to this World Cup and get dicked mm-hmm. and, and the rest of it." And we were looking at the odds, and we we're like, "Oh, yeah. we're third favourite. That's that's you know that's a, a blow up." And then they go out and win the whole thing. Yeah. So well, yeah, just, I don't know. just look at the IPL and the Titans winning the comp first time in there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, 
Yeah, we can we can, dis- can happen. we can discuss discuss this team to death uh, and Aaron Finch to death. Uh, but yeah, it, w- it will be interesting. The, the bloke needs to make some runs. As, as, and, and I've been sort of critical of the critics. You know, mm. I think there was a time maybe a few months ago where I, where I was like, shut up! Like he's done so much for Australia. Like leave him alone. Doesn't matter, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but now I'm starting to think, oh god, this is a this is a long time now um, in this in this form slump. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a few of them doing it as well. Like, not to bring Coley's name up, but mm, mm, yeah, interesting, interesting yeah. world that we live in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we spoke last week about Joe Root, and uh, who would have thought two years ago that uh, that he would have you know caught up to to Coley Smith and Williamson? Is, in, that, is that the segue in, in the uh, in the? Yeah, let's segue. Let's segue <laughs> over to. England and New Zealand, uh, but yeah, obviously Joe Root, um, you know, catching up, b- b- and b- taking been, the lead. been killing it over the last few years. And England in this third test haven't had to rely on him mm. to save their ass. Uh, it's another man, Johnny, Johnny Bairstow. But let's start with uh, the first innings. So uh, New Zealand went out and made three hundred and twenty nine at Headingley. There, um, you know, Australia Headingley, love thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they they got off to a. a, a a pretty ordinary start, uh, losing uh, Tom Latham early. Kane Williamson back in the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for them. Uh, uh, he only managed 31. Did you see Stuart Broad setting him up for this as well? No, no. Yeah, just, I, yeah. Yeah, just the textbook Broad. Text, yeah, line, 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 mm-hmm. line, one in, back in, yeah. and then the one away got him. Yeah, so, and yeah. Snicked, snicked him up through yep. to Ben Folks. Um, that was the caveat that we had mm-hmm. uh, in those first two tests. Yes, they've won. Uh, they weren't convincingly uh, New Zealand without their best uh, their best stick, yep. and uh, and he's back in this in the side. Uh, but talking of best sticks, Daryl Mitchell, mm-hmm. they're batting six hundred and nine. That's three tons on the trot for him in this series. He's in mm-hmm. an absolute purple patch, uh, and got a little bit of help from Tom Blundell uh, in the first innings. Uh, we'll talk about the the current innings in just a second. Uh, England. Sorry, just quickly back on yeah. Daryl Mitchell. Mm. Do you know the last time that someone hit three centuries in the first three? Games of the series? Ooh, Steve Smith? Nope. Hasn't done it? No. Brad, Brad, Brad Bradman. Bradman. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty, pretty handy, yeah. handy, pretty handy. Uh, company been a while. To, to be there in there. Go. Yeah, yeah, wow. 90, 92 odd years, I think it was. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's testament to how good Steve Smith is in, yep. in my mind that I thought <laughs> he may have achieved it. Best since Bradman. That's it. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, well, mate, if not Collie, then it was like, did Root have it? But no, it's no. even further back. There you further go, Daryl yeah. Mitchell. Long, long way. First one, first three tests. Uh, mm. First to score a century in the first three tests in England, Don Bradman, 1930. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, yeah. so, but it's in England. In England. In England. Uh, in England. Okay, Sorry. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Just in England. <laughs> yeah. Pretty un- unreal. He, um, he, well, he, didn't grow, he grew up in New Zealand, but then the family moved to Perth uh, mm-hmm. for, for uh, quite some time. And he did his high schooling in Perth. And then I think he played uh, WA uh, under-19s or something like that. And then he had to have the, d- the discussion as to which country he would play for. And he, and he chose New Zealand. Yeah, so can he play for Perth or is he in New Zealand? Some state of origin, Jack. We'll get to the state of origin in a sec. I'm surprised he's not playing for fucking England, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, uh, but he's he's really uh, cemented his spot, obviously now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll, yeah. He'll, be, he'll be playing a fair bit of Test cricket, and he was a bit of a late bloomer as well. I don't think he got his Test uh, age monkey. Uh, well, I don't think he debuted till he's twenty-seven. I think something like that, and he might be about thirty now. He's thirty-one years old. Thirty-one, yeah, yeah. Yep. and he's only played thirty. Spring days. chicken, spring chicken. No, he's played eleven Tests. Yeah, yep. So, uh, so late bloomer indeed. Yeah. 
Um, now, the current innings is... Uh, sorry, the current innings we'll get to in a second. England. Let's talk about England's innings. They were up shit creek without a paddle. Trent Bolt doing Trent Bolt things, hooping the ball around. Clean bold, the top three for for England uh, in Lees, Crawley and Ollie Pope. I guess I like it moving around in England. Well, also <laughs> maybe speaks volumes to that top three yeah, as well. Yes. Uh, you know, well, we talked about that last week. It was like the, the English who's openers. Who, who is going to be? <laughs> Butler, maybe. But yeah, again, I uh, is yeah. it different? You know, would would Butler be able to keep any of these fucking uh, lightning bolts out? Yes, I don't know. Right I don't know. Probably not. But uh, you know, the way you see in the white ball, hmm. yeah, I wouldn't mind chancing my arm if I was an English selector on Josh Butler. Yeah. Uh, and then f- for yeah. once, Joe Root wasn't able to save them. Uh, he succumbed to Tim Southie. Uh, they were four for twenty-one after eight overs. Uh, and then Johnny Bairstow, fat little Johnny Bairstow. Yeah. <laughs> Poor fella, I shouldn't call him fat. Uh, Slightly overweight, Johnny Bairstow <laughs> goes out Supreme on athlete. on his home turf and bashes a, a quicker than a runner ball hundred. He makes mm-hmm. one hundred and sixty two. And uh, was it Stokes that went with him? No. Was it Folks that went with him? No. Number eight, Jamie Overton, fell just short of a ton himself. He scored ninety seven. They put on two hundred and forty one for the seventh <laughs> wicket, an English record for the seventh wicket. Uh, it was about eighth Jeez. all time, which is pr- pretty amazing. That that there's. Uh, been been eight or seven uh, partnerships that were better than this one, and uh, they yeah. actually, you know, they get they got three sixty, so they go thirty one runs past New Zealand, uh, and New Zealand currently uh, hold a hundred and thirty odd run lead. Uh, but again, that that top order um, showed a bit with with Tom Latham making seventy six, Kane Williamson forty eight. Uh, but they're not much from uh, from Young, Conway and Nichols. And Daryl Mitchell and Tom Lundell, those guys that uh, that scored runs for him in the first innings uh, at the crease now. Uh, play will start this evening, our time, uh, on the fourth day there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. If, if England win this series 3-zip, you know, we, we was talking about it last week, you know, how the morale might be building for English fans. Big turnaround. Uh, yeah, 3-zip, and if they can beat India next week, geez, a massive turnaround. Well, that uh, starts on the 1st, which I think, well, it's Friday, but mm, it'll mm. be Saturday for us. Yep. Um, do you Friday, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Do you want to see if there's an Indian squad? To see what they've actually yeah, taken must, over we, there? We must have a squad. We must have mm. a squad. Picking, Why you find that? Uh, some Picking the 11 will uh, be interesting. Yeah, good chat from Rick and in the chat. Uh, Besto got back to back hundreds with a strike rate over 100 mm-hmm. in the test so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their English selectors, their checklist is, you know, to work out if they actually play uh, English <laughs> enough, check to see if his great, great, great grandfather is English. That's that's a good one. That's, that's, that's pretty good there, Rick. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You could probably pick anyone in Australia, I'd, I'd imagine, yeah. uh, by, by that, by that log- yes. logic. Yeah. Uh, Go back a few generations, yes. Yeah, or well, South Africa, for, for, for that matter, which yep. is, tends to be the where they get their the their um their players from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, credit where to where credit's due. Uh, England, you know, they're playing reasonable cricket. Uh, New Zealand have been sort of so close, but so far in in these first two tests. Uh, whilst it is kind of a, a dead rubber for the series, uh, it's still it's still an interesting match and uh, it'll be an interesting finish, especially say if if Mitchell and um, and uh, Blundell can go out and just you know put on another hundred, you know, and, and you have a have a lead of of two thirty odd, two forty odd. Uh, you know that's that's no uh, mean feat to to chase that down, and it looks like we'll get a result, uh, barring any bad weather over there in Leeds. Uh, mm. Squad for India, Rohit Sharma will uh, captain. Um, it will be his first uh, time as the Test skipper, so that's going to be 
interesting to see how uh, Rohit goes. Uh, Ravi Ashwan, uh, Srika Bharat, uh, wicket keeper, uh, will be the backup for punt. I haven't really heard too much about him. Yep, Jaspreet Bumrah, Shreyas Iyer, mm-hmm. uh, Ravi Jadeja, Virat Kohli, Mo Shami, Mo Siraj, Rishabh Punt, Prasid Krishna. Uh, Chesashwa Pujara, friend of the Eski. I uh, love the way that he goes about uh, mm-hmm. his his batting and boring everyone to death. No, of, of course. He, <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's a bit like Coley. He'll, he'll need some runs uh, to sort of save his place in, yeah. in this English getting, side. Getting up there in age and there's a lot of young fellas coming through. Indeed, one of which is Shubman Gill, uh, Shadul Fakur, uh, the Lord, we are not worthy. Hanuma Vahari, Umesh Yadav, Kale Rahul has withdrawn. Oh. Is, is he injured? See if you can find anything on that, uh, and yeah, that will be uh, the the final. Any any the surprises fo- or big outs? Uh, uh, to be honest, that's my first read over it. Uh, nothing nothing screams at me f- from from that. Um, I don't know. We've got UFC on the screen at the moment, so I'm trying to I'm trying to go back over that squad <laughs> yeah. in my head. Uh, no, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, Jadeja's there. Ashwin's there. They're bowlers. Um, yeah, yeah, Shami, Bumra, Yadav, will like Ashwin. They got spinners. They got options. Yeah, and then the the top order you'd imagine is some kind of iteration of Sharma, Gill, mm. Kohli, Pujara, Vahari, Pant. Maybe mm-hmm. might be might be their their eleven uh, come Friday. Uh, be interesting to see. Yeah. So yes, that starts at the end of the week. So cricket. Uh, moving forward, oh, I think the West Indies are playing. In, uh, in, they're playing Bangladesh in the West Indies. I think they won the first test. I uh, couldn't tell you too much about it. No. Um, so moving forward, we've got these two test matches uh, for Australia in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, uh, for, for the Aussies, can can uh, get back in their winning ways. Did you got guys? We didn't mention in uh, Game Five. Uh, all there was like. A sea of yellow there in in Colombo and the Sri Lankan mm. supporters really just uh, thanking the Australians for for even touring Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think that was yeah, yeah appreciation so for being over there. Nice to see. So that was going to lead into my question: Is the full strength Australian uh, Test team going over? Yep, should should be good to go. Um, the Australia A. Uh, game like they've played the two sort of unofficial test yep. matches as well so they've got a massive squad over there um it will be interesting to see if anyone from that australia a team uh warrants um selection mm-hmm. um no one i don't think's really sort of stood up yeah, in, in those down. in those in those games uh, scott boland is there uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh you know given his ashes success uh will he be able to get a berth i'd imagine not i think I hazelwood's just straight back in yeah, I think Hazel, yeah, Hazelwood on he's form. He's healthy and he's been form's been unreal. So. Hazelwood on form. I think it'll be I think it'll be Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark, Lyon. Uh, mm-hmm. do they try do they go an extra spinner? Yeah. In in, in Sri Lanka. Do, does that leave you too short with your batting? Well, uh, who who do they have available? Uh, so so Swep, Swepson? Swepson's there. Um, and then if they were to blood anyone, it might be uh, Tanvir Sanger. They've got John, John Holland there. Yeah. They've got that young Todd Murphy that, that guess, played a couple games for Victoria. I guess Bagger's there, but he's not really a test spinner. And he's no. hurt. I don't. I don't think. Oh, he'll, I don't right, think he'll be available it. for for selection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be su- I'd be surprised if they went the two spinners. Given you know Labuschagne can roll the arm over. Um, True. Maybe <laughs> maybe a fair bit of Labuschagne. Smudge, smudge, smudge might be able to roll the arm over. Yeah. Uh, so so it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Australia's lost our last three ODI. Um, uh, series in Asia, mm-hmm. so lost obviously to Pakistan mm-hmm. not long ago, and before that had lost to India. 
Mm. Um, so True. obviously, you know, we always talk about it, how different it is playing away. But uh, that's that's something I suppose that we probably were, well, definitely were expected to beat Sri Lanka and probably would have fancied ourselves to beat Pakistan. Mm. Uh, so mm. maybe just something to, to think about. Also, you know, Australia, we just rock up for World Cups, bro. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, up, it's up there. It's up there, 2015. Yeah, they're, they're, it's That's training. It. They're just tra- training. Just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sort of blooding a few guys and yeah. uh, they'll rock up for the World Cup. So, yeah. so let's, <laughs> let's hope there's nothing to, to be upset by. Uh, and as we found out with the T20 World Cup, maybe you don't need to look too much into these uh, sort of one-way uh, series away. You know, yeah. I, I don't think Cricket Australia cares too much <laughs> either. Obviously, they don't want to go out there and lose. Uh, but, you know... Everything uh, yeah. that that surrounds Australian white ball cricket is uh, is obviously prepping uh, for 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 World Cups. Mm. Mm. So did you get an answer on Rahul? Yeah, uh, he's out from a groin injury, Ooh, groin. Um, mm. and yeah, apparently he's uh, travelling across to Germany for I think surgery and treatment. Jeez, so he's okay. over there. So. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah. groin. So Gil was his replacement. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if Gil. I think Gil will be. The opener um, to go with Sharma. Uh, no one else there of note uh, in with opening uh, the the batting. Um, Do you think there's some sh- pressure on Sharma on Rohit? Uh, in terms of performing, yeah, yeah on his form. Nah. Less less his captaincy. Nah, I don't think so. He, the the thing with with Rohit is always being able to score runs outside of India. Yeah, uh, that's that's always been his his problem. Uh, no, no, I don't think there's any. Like they've, they've just given him the job, and when we were speaking about it, you mm. know, we had a podcast on who who will captain India, um, and and we thought, well, if they want to do like a, if they do go to a guy like Rohit to unify the the captaincy, yeah, um, it would it would just be for a few, you know, he's probably he's only, only, he's only got a couple of years in him, and uh, they're obviously trying to get someone ready, um, whether that's a, a Rishabh Pant or or maybe um, even a Jasprit Bumrah. Um, love uh, love some hard dick. Yeah, or some or some hard dick. Uh, I don't, again, I, I don't think hard dick can uh, can. He's un- got break in the squad I don't think first. he can unify. Yeah, I don't think he uh, is even in the in the selectors' uh, plans for that red ball team. Um, could definitely see him captaining India in a, in a white ball sense moving forward. So let's finish up that series because it's the end of that series. Was it two one or two two? Oh, uh, the, uh, India, yeah, think, the India South Africa one was no, no, no. The against England because this is a test to finish off last year's yeah. series. I think they played two one with one uh, uh, no see. result. See if you can chase Results. that up. I think it's, it was meant to. This was meant to be the sixth test. Sixth or fifth? Six. Oh, maybe it's two sure. two all then. It's I'm, two apiece. Yeah, with a draw. Monks, you got it there. Uh, it's draw. the fifth test. So yeah, fifth. fifth. Test? My mistake. Yeah. Uh, so draw drawn was India, England, yeah. India. So India currently leads two one. Yeah, yeah, two yeah, one. It's fifth test, two one lead. Yeah, thanks, Rickon. Uh, it's fucking a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a long series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a completely different English team that yeah. they're going up against. Jeez. So the yeah, amount well, of the English can only draw the series. I'm just trying to think of the amount of uh, beers that we've shouted out or drank on the esky or mm. names that we've fucked up since then. Jeez, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah. Quite a few, quite a few. Yeah, yes, that's it. Yes. Um, some recent news. So Rohit Sharma's tested positive for COVID. Oh, when did that? When did that come out? Uh, this was released four hours ago. Four hours ago, <laughs> hot off the press. <laughs> hot off the press. Well, yeah. do, okay. they, do they have so a mandatory seven days? Because he won't he won't be able to play. I the wonder. Test. I wonder. Because it's within the time frame. I don't know. If, uh, other countries still doing mandatory seven day kind of stuff. I don't know. Because it's yeah, meant to start know. Friday. Would he already be over? Yeah, that, that, that I'm sure they'd be there. Yeah, yeah. So, well, he's got does he have mandatory, or do they 
just need to get a negative yeah, COVID test. Here you go. Fuck. That's big. Currently in isolation in team hotel and is under care. Yeah. The medical team. Does it say anything about mandatories? Hard to tell. Positive came through. Third day playing warm up match against Leicestershire. So that would have been. Either last, it would have been yesterday. It would have been part mm. of the game, obviously. Jeez, right, okay. Well, and if he's got it, hopefully no one else in the Indian well, team. Has well, that's got why it. I'd say they'd have to. That's the biggest that, thing, probably. Yeah, they'd have to quarantine at least over there and oh, from good. the rest of the, the, the so guys. So yeah. this this poor series that got canned <laughs> at the because el- of COVID at the eleventh hour. Do you remember? It was like. It was on the day. Yeah. They were, yeah. you know, it was. So they, were, they were they were at, at the, the ground, ground stuff. in the rooms. And the, phys- and the, the dirty physio physios. had the had the COVID. Yeah, and they had to, had to call it all off. Um, I can I can say that uh, at four listeners, don't be too upset. I, I'm technically going to be a physio <laughs> after the world's longest university degree. Yeah. Okay, so five days exactly. left and quarantine apparently five days in England. So it might mm. be good to go. Ooh. You know my thoughts. You know my <laughs> thoughts. You, you know my thoughts. <laughs> if he, if he has a negative test and uh, and feels okay, fucking get him yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, what part takes over? You don't that, think they could give it back to Coley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, uh, so can you just? has got the spicy flu. Can you just have this one? We'll just give you one more go, there, lad. Also, try and score it for old times' sake. For old times' sake. You know what that Rex? That's like hooking up with your ex. Just yeah. don't, just don't do it. You just got to say goodbye. You know, you <laughs> had some good times. Thanks for the memories, babe. Was, was Coley on? Was Coley on? Like, fucking see you again. Was Coley on like ninety nine wins or something? Well, nah, not wins. Nah. I thought he was like one away from a record May- as, as captain. Well, it couldn't mm. be test with. Maybe, maybe across all three formats. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there Interesting. you go. It is very, very serious. Yeah, so well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let him finish it off. Let him finish it. <laughs> oh, just one last time with the X. <laughs> <laughs> no feelings. No feelings. <laughs> Uh, and ends with tears and <laughs> I lost to love you. <laughs> I just want things to be the same as they were. Oh, how good. All right, well, breaking news here on the Esky. Uh, we'll see next week uh, who ends yeah, well, up getting it. Get yeah, us, whether he lines up or not. Get yeah. at us in the comments if you think Virat should uh, step in if Rohit is no good to go. I tend to believe that uh, if, if he has a negative test and feels okay, I think they'll try to get him going, uh, you know, mm. pandemic maybe is over. Who knows? And what what do you say? The Raiders have to beat the Newcastle Knights to, for the... To pe- end COVID, yeah. <laughs> to end COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, so it happened. Uh-huh. It happened, yes. So COVID's done. That's right. <laughs> Very niche <laughs> reference there. <laughs> okay, let's talk some Aussie rules footy. That's my siren. Okay, <laughs> that's a terrible sign. You need to work on that one. Thank uh, you. I'll, I'll try. I'll try my best. Yeah, the others are better, but that one. I knew what he was going for. We've got eight things there that you, we could uh, put pre-recorded <laughs> sound bites on that we've been speaking about doing on this podcast since yeah. its inception. Yeah, eighty-eight, eighty-eight today. Eighty-eight. Two mm-hmm. fat ladies. Mm-hmm. Nearly, nearly a hundred episodes of <laughs> dribbling on the internet. Yep. Okay, Sean, uh, Melbourne, Brisbane, did you catch a little bit of this? Yep, uh, so unfortunately for me. Yeah, unfortunately, Brisbane Lion fan, uh, you know, f- yes. vested interest in there. You, but both Berry brothers? Both, both yeah, they got a, got a game. Um, and they, they would have been fancying themselves considering Melbourne coming off three losses on the trot. Mm, no, um, no Max Gorn. No, no Max Gorn. But they know. did get a few other guys back, I believe. So they were more healthier than they have been. 
Uh, still, Steve May still no, was back, but yeah. It's, still no Max Gorn. Like, yeah. I don't know how many ins can you have that would. Mm. That, so, the, the thing is with, with Max being out, they've got probably their second Ruckman in Luke Jackson would probably be as a, like a starting Ruckman on about 12 AFL teams. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, Oscar did dominate. Um, the clearance. Yeah. So he also yeah. had, a, had a big day uh, for the Lions, but they couldn't turn it into anything. Couldn't convert. 20, 29 hitouts to 18 there in the favour of Oscar McInerney, although Luke Jackson still had 21 uh, touches and a goal. Yeah, go go have a look at Loggy Neal's stats, I think is probably uh, what you need to find because I think that was the story. And hard, hard tag. Yeah, very hard tag. He, um, he had 22, which is a... Uh, a measly effort for, for the man that often gets 30-plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would have been... Um, they, they had a big first quarter as well, and I'd be, I'd be interested to see the breakdown of uh, those uh, in the you know second, third, and fourth quarter uh, for him. Mm. I know uh, no Zork, no, no um, Bailey mm-hmm. uh, for the Lions, but mm-hmm. I would have thought they'd do better against Melbourne mm. um, uh, with that kind of comparison, and they needed to... I think actually show some form against uh, the Premier slide in the competition well, currently. It's been the the uh, the Mickey on the Brisbane Lions for the last three or four years. Yeah. Everyone, yes, says great side. You know, obviously have have made prelim finals, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. haven't quite made it to the big dance yet, mm-hmm. and the, and that's the big question mark: is can they beat these big sides in big games? And I think like this game kind of defines. I still don't think they can win the comp. Yeah, like I, I still think they lack or miss something. Mm-hmm. Um, they ver- are highly dependent, and they really have. Uh, let's call it the 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 Trinity, the triangle of Neil McLuggage and uh, Lions, mm. uh, and the point of that triangle is Neil. Mm. And if you take him out of it, the uh, it really breaks down all their their go forward and their structures. Like mm-hmm. it's um, the others really can't step into it because that's just the way they play, and they don't play well through the others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more as like a complete team. It's very much focused through Lockie Neal because they were playing well in that first quarter. And, the, yeah, they the hard tag, they really took Lockie out of this game. Um, and that and that was basically the story. They then uh, – the rest of Brisbane looked too slow and the Ds were just way too quick for them. They looked like they were stuck in mud and they ran all over them. They're showing why they were the premier side, uh, you know, Going into yep. uh, the, the the comp uh, until about four weeks ago, yeah. uh, the, it was all all the big suspects for them. Uh, Clayton Oliver, thirty five. Uh, Petrarca um, would had mentioned a, a few weeks ago on the Esky that he, his numbers were down a little bit. He he had thirty one, um, and, and 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 looked himself, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the the uh, the goals three for Bailey Fritch and then two each for Jordan Bedford. Harms and Cozzy Pickett. Uh, D's are back. What a way to bounce back and silence uh, all the all the critics after yep. yeah losing three on the trot. Something that ha- they hadn't done for for over two seasons. Mm. Yeah, and for the Lions, it was probably one of their worst games of the season. I think I think they can probably say that quite confidently. Um, having your score almost doubled by a squad that you want to compete with and need to going mm. forward mm-hmm. um, is uh, you know maybe a rude awakening that they needed. Yep, it's uh, a good point in the in the season. We've got a lot to work on, got a lot to learn. So hopefully they can go away and uh, take from that, and um, hopefully push. Need to find that X, whatever that X factor mm. that that it is, uh, to potentially win a comp. It's a big loss mm. as well, given the the ladder at the moment. Mm-hmm. Had they gone down to Melbourne and beaten them, they mm-hmm. uh, would have gone uh, equal first at least on on points, um, and only be separated by percentage. 
Friday night, uh, the the Bulldogs got off to a slow start against the Hawthorne Hawks uh, in the first quarter, but then after that, it was all one-way traffic. Uh, I think they kicked 13 in a row at one stage, which is the biggest uh, goal-kicking run for the year. Um, Do you guys see Aaron Norton get into a little bit of a scuffle, and they did the old jersey rip, Mm -hmm. uh, which Mm -hmm. you see quite often in... You know today's AFL mm-hmm. where you can't punch blokes in the head, yeah. uh, so you, you go you go for a little bit of a wrestle, you know, a little bit of jersey throwing around, uh, and then James Sicily, uh, who we named in our uh, Australian all Australian on the Esky uh, team a few weeks ago, courtesy of our AFL correspondent uh, Steamy. Yep. Uh, he, t- he took his headband. Yeah, pulled the he, headband off. Yeah. It's the equivalent <laughs> of getting your chain snatched in the NFL, I think. Yeah. If, yeah. If, yeah. If, <laughs> if someone gets your headband, it was pretty cheeky as well. Like Norton had already, uh, you know, had his jersey uh, sort of ripped and, you know, had ha- half the peck hanging out. And then Sicily's just gone from behind, grabbed <laughs> his headband and chucked it. Uh, funny, did, that, uh, funny that we're talking about that. And, did he and get a week for that? No. I, I, I've seen, I've seen uh, maybe it was more memes than, than reality. I, I, think, I think it's memes. But it's, oh, yeah, you've got to get a week for that. No, I, I think uh, I think Norton needs to get a, get a week yeah, and, yeah. and think about getting your headband snatched. <laughs> 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 he uh, actually had himself a, a, a pretty good game. He kicked three, I think he's third currently, in the Coleman race. Um, and it was uh, oh, an interesting point as well uh, from that all-Australian team. Uh, we did have Josh Dunkley on the bench, but no Jack McRae. So a few of the listeners were saying, ooh, mm-hmm. Jack McRae, a little bit stiff. Um, he had 31 disposals, I believe his 100th game uh, with 30 or more. Um, Libba, also pretty good. He had 30 and a goal. The Western Bulldogs are starting to look like the Western Bulldogs of last year. And we spoke about it last week. Did Bailey Smith's absence. I was going to ask you the same thing. Two, two, two weeks, weeks in a row. In a row. Two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that they've had wins. Look, Hawthorne uh, improved, but they're not exactly a, a massive uh, scalp. Uh, mm. and, and GWS, you know, the same. They're, they're both sort of, you know, tier three kind of clubs. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not, they're not you know, North or, or West Coast, yeah, but, but they're not. Also, so the Bulldogs huge, have been losing to huge scouts. Exactly, and it's game in those tiers. Indeed, uh, lady, that's why they are where they were. Yes, yeah. um, but they've turned it around. They're seventh. They're seventh. They're, mm. they're you know, it, it is tight. We'll we'll talk about the ladder in just a second. Uh, but they're definitely doing all things right, and offensively is the big thing. They've scored 125 points exactly in the last two weeks, mm. uh, so that they, they can they can score. Um, it's just uh, when they when they go up against these big sides, uh, you know, are they are they going to be able to contain? Uh, a Melbourne or um, Lost, you know yeah. or Geelong, you know Geelong you know a few weeks ago, um, that, that, I suppose that's the question mark. But definitely for dogs fans, uh, things looking more promising than they were say yeah. six weeks ago. Uh, yeah, you might have to hit Macker up and get his thoughts on that because yeah, from, from the outside perspective, it looks very very much like hey, there's a bit of extra freedom and clarity there, and the the midfield is flowing and that's leading to points and leading to that offensive capability. So. After two wins, I can give you his thoughts. Yeah. Uh, hot dogs, uh, fl- flag, <laughs> flag in danger. Don't worry, we'll win it from seventh. We've done it before. Uh, buy your grand final tickets, etc., right, etc. Right. Et right. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to our friend and former co-host, Jim McGrath. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Coast, they got a win for their, f- I think their first win in about eight rounds uh, against yeah. the hapless Bombers. How'd you feel, Mark? Because yep. I think we talked last week, uh, 
you know, weren't worried to, I am worried and now in, da- in, in danger having yep. to go into Optus um, to play West Coast. And yes, what yeah. we thought would happen, the West Coast finally healthy mm-hmm. and getting, the, getting yep. the guys back and it's um, showed. They've yeah. turned around, starting to turn around a little bit. So Probably many, a little definitely. bit too late, but they've turned oh, around. Well, well <laughs> they're, not, they're not playing finals footy, but no, uh, no. I don't think they'll be wooden spooners this no, year. No. Uh, North no. Melbourne says hi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, we spoke about yeah. it a few weeks ago. That, like, yeah, they weren't dishing up great footy, but when half your team's unavailable, it's yeah. it's pretty hard. Um, and, you know, we spoke about this this West Coast well, side. Well, they had where, where reserve grade side not that long ago yeah, because, of the, because of the COVID. Pretty there, much, so. pretty much. And even then, just outside of the, the COVID kind of games where they, they got hurt for a couple of weeks, just so many big-name dudes um, yeah. that, that were hurt. And they're, they're getting pretty healthy now. Um, yeah, I think I'll expect them to win a, a fair few more games as we head forward. Um, um, who did well in this one? Uh, do, 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 do. Goals. Josh Kennedy, five. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wonder. Yeah, yeah, three for Jamie Cripps and three for Willie Rioli. Uh, Bombers, uh, four, yep. four goals for two metre two meter Peter Wright and Jake Stringer, the package, with three. Uh, dire straights for Essendon moving forward. Who who do they have next yeah, week? Great. Like. The only teams that you can really see them Swans. pushing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Uh, they, they play Sydney next week. Um, and then, then, Bruce, they, then they go to Brisbane. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, then they have Gold Coast at home. Uh, maybe that's a, that's a game that they can perhaps push slash win. Hard times at Windy Hill. That yep. is for sure. Yep. You know where it's not okay. hard times at the moment, baby? <laughs> Carlton Blues. 81 to 50. Winners over Fremantle there. It, a bit uh, of in, in in this one, wasn't there? Yeah, a little bit of brouhaha. There's been a few brouhaha's with uh, with Carlton of late. Uh, getting uh, yeah, a bit of a name for themselves, maybe. Grubs. All grubs. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, much like the Bulldogs, started very slow in the first quarter uh, and then ran over the top of Fremantle. I was playing footy ball myself mm. yesterday, so I wasn't able to watch live, but did catch the highlights. Um Sam Walsh, 40 disposals. Thanks for coming. Charlie Curnow, four sausage rolls. Um, he has been excellent. He is too clear of Jeremy Cameron at the moment in the Coleman race. And with this Brisbane loss um, the other uh, other night, they mm-hmm. had been um, a game ahead of all these other teams now um, that are in a log jam, Very essentially. Close now. Yeah, on the ladder, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second. Mm-hmm. Another team that is uh, in that log jam is the Geelong Cats. They had a three point win last night over Richmond. Uh, one of, if not the best game of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geelong sort of had a, had a reasonable lead early on, and then the, the Tigers just keep coming, just keep coming. Brad Scott said in the post match presser, you can't think you're on top against the Tigers. Because as soon as you start thinking, they just come back. They just come back. They've been there. They've done that. Uh, they've they've got so much uh, experience in in, in big games. Um, and and Geelong were just able to hold them off in Jeremy Cameron's two hundredth. Mm-hmm. Now, Monks, mm. if you don't mind, just searching for the Tom Stewart shot on Dion Prestia. This was pretty bad. Um, so essentially, Prestia uh, gives uh, gives a quick handball um, and. Tom Stewart comes in late and high and makes contact mm-hmm. with the elbow to the head. Uh, mm-hmm. Prestia goes straight down, um, not knocked unconscious essentially. He, he was able to groggily 
uh, get up. Is that a word? Groggy. He, he got up. It is uh, now. Groggy. Gr- <laughs> he, he got up uh, looking a bit groggy um, after it. Uh, some people are saying, you know, with the stance that AFL is is trying to look at and player welfare and and concussion and the rest of it, Tom Stewart might be looking at five or six weeks for this for this shot. Considering Toby Green can get six weeks for you know, bump, touching a ref for yeah, yeah literally, accidentally bumping. How a ref. high is the elbow? Oh, it's, the elbow's down though. It's down, it's but, but no, oh, I don't yeah. think it is. Yeah, it's really oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, no, it, it's yeah. Sh- but it's, it's a shoulder, it's, shoulder it's, though. It's, it's shoulder. It's a bump. What did um, still heavy contact? What did what did Danger get? Uh, was it last year? Two, 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 I two weeks. I think was it two? Yeah, against maybe that cro- it was three. against that crow's guy. Maybe um, it was three. Maybe it was three weeks. Yeah, that's probably the, the most recent that, one I can think of. I think that's a touch worse. I think it's mm. it's later. Well, Danger did break that dude's jaw. Though. That is true. That is true. Mm. I reckon he's looking at four weeks minimum. I wonder who these cats are. <laughs> yeah, can, <laughs> can we get that off off the, off the screen? <laughs> That's uh, we just had our own uh, live feed of us talking dribble yeah, come up on the screen. Um, Not much to look at. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it does that Tom Stewart incident doesn't need to sour uh, the the performance from the Cats who who fought off a mm. uh, a, a Richmond team who again um, you know they you, you can never rule them out. You can never mm. rule them out. They started off a bit slow. They uh, they knocked off Carlton last last Thursday night. To, and jeez, they were they were a kick away from from uh, hunting the cats down in this one. Uh, a game that wasn't as good for the neutral viewer, or nearly anywhere near as good, um, was was Sydney just uh, running rampant over St Kilda, uh, the Pride game uh, up there at the SCG. Both teams uh, having some uh, some rainbow influence on their jerseys and the fifty meter lines. Uh, I did mention the wife earlier in uh, in, mm. in the program. Uh, she she just said, "Oh, that Isaac Heaney. He's he's a very good player. He's just always in it. And yeah, he is a very good player, and he's always in it. We could get you here on the Esky Sir to share your thoughts. Uh, Heaney, I believe he kicked uh, three last night. Uh, Papley as well uh, got a bit of it. Have you got the goals there? Mate? Yep. Yep. Heaney uh, had three. Clark had two. Papley yep. had two. So, um, sh- so shared. Buddy only had the one, did he not? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, one, 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 right one for Buddy Franklin. Yeah, interesting uh, to see that Lance Franklin at a thousand and twenty-five goals has mm-hmm. more AFL goals than every single player on <laughs> St Kilda at the moment, <laughs> which was pretty nuts. And going crazy. going back to uh, our chat a few weeks ago, uh, are the Swans re- too reliant on mm. Buddy Franklin? Uh, no, it seems like you know they can get the job Apparently done off off the yeah. back of um, you know their, their small forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if if Buddy you know was firing, it, it could have been even worse for St Kilda. And um, yeah, obviously when it comes to playing elite sides, they'll need Buddy to be to be you know up and about and firing and kicking a bag. Uh, I think you'll probably get a rest next week against the Bombers. So you probably they, they don't need to play. <laughs> yeah, they won't need him. Yeah. They, they literally no, won't need him. Not. Um, but yeah, Sydney, Sydney are looking pretty good. Now, this ladder is very, very interesting uh, mm-hmm. at present, uh, given the the results that we've had so far. It is Sunday uh, at the moment, so we have uh, Adelaide Crows currently beating North, uh, and then the Pies do battle with the Giants, and the Power do battle with the Suns. So it's uh, it's a little bit unresolved this ladder. However, mm-hmm. every single team in the top eight has played. So far, that was another thing about this weekend. Yeah, uh, they played against each other. Yeah, they were pretty like it was like first versus second and yep. third versus fourth, and like it was like a fine little mini mini snippet of the finals. Correct. 
Uh, so Melbourne uh, holds that top spot, um, you know, d- despite the three losses uh, leading into the Brisbane game. So they are on 44 points, a game clear of Geelong, Brisbane, Fremantle, Carlton, all on 40 points. So all uh, within a sniff of, of that top spot. And then uh, the Swans down there in six on 36. And then another log jam of the Western Bulldogs, Richmond, mm. St Kilda and Collingwood. And now Collingwood have that game in hand. Mm-hmm. So were Collingwood to win this afternoon, they will jump straight uh, into seventh spot. Uh, so it's interesting because essentially we've got a log jam for the top four and we've got a log jam... Uh, outside of outside of Sydney, who are a, a game clear for yeah. for the bottom f- four of the top eight, uh, it's it's really yeah. starting to take shape. Uh, I think lines through Giants Hawthorne officially Port. You know, we spoke about them last week. Can they make the finals? Did they start too slow with their own five start? I think probably, but statistically, they're only three games out. And, uh, and do you play today against the Suns? And yeah, that, and that's a massive game as well, isn't it? You know, we, we spoke about the this round and the way that it just worked out. That's eleventh versus twelfth, and loser. Uh, if well, if Port lose, you can start maybe thinking about yeah. putting the line through them. And Gold yeah. Coast, who have had a really good run of form of late, uh, I think they're fourth in their last five. Um, if if they get a win, uh, they they will go up to join all those other two, uh, all those other teams on thirty two points. So it, it's mm-hmm. a really interesting looking ladder, um, and and it's been uh, been a good season. And we've got um, you know full full AFL rounds back um, after after yep. the bye rounds. Uh, so I'm not sure if you covered it, but the Crows have got a 50 point lead on the Ruse currently. It's bad for North, isn't it? That's probably a game that where they thought, oh, we can probably be get this done. Yeah, they're in Tasmania. We always speak about uh, the Ruse, how they go it well. It mustn't be wet and cold. They go well in Tasmania. Yeah, it's one day, one day of sun that they get. Maybe so. it's a balmy, balmy day. Rich coming from us in Canberra, yeah. to, to be, to be yeah. honest. But that's uh, been quite warm for us. Actually, yeah, it has been. It doesn't quite, normally uh, rain either. Has, has been quite warm. Uh, and the other games only just started, and GWS are in front eight three. I'm not sure when when the Power and Suns play. Is that later? It's late game, yeah. Late it's like five o'clock or something. Uh, yeah, can't say. I'll probably be that interested. Tuning in any of that. <laughs> Given <laughs> a big game in yes. another code that we like to talk about is on tonight. Now, before yeah. we get to State of Origin, let's just quickly... Cover the internationals. Cover the internationals. Again, I was playing... Because I think we made an important point last week mm. with that third one and it came to fruition. So yeah, we were talking about Papua New Guinea and Fiji, the, the late game last night. We looked at those squads. We thought Fiji... Uh, you know, should should comfortably get mm-hmm. that job had done against talent. against PNG. Job. I think PNG only had five uh, players in the NRL. Yep, and, and PNG had to show when we were talking about they have to show that they can be competitive if they want to be considered at all for this um, future expansion teams. Yep, mm-hmm. um, and again, I think that's still more noise than. Then, it is, it is then, but, then but results like this is what helps build massive, momentum. Massive. Especially considering I think most of their forward pack are PNG play, like, you know, play in PNG. So well, the, play in the most Queensland play Queen, yeah, yeah. Queensland Cup. For the PNG squad. But, yep. you, you know, like they can show that, hey, we're competing against a team that does have good NRL talent in it. Yep. Uh, I think Lachlan Lamb was probably he the was story. Excellent. He yeah, was so he was good. He scored too, I think, didn't yep. he? Yep. Yep. And, and set, set up, set up set Dave up. Mead for yep. his and his last game for PNG as yeah, well. Yeah, so his, he was a skipper and mm-hmm. uh, last game for, for Meaty and they, they got the job done for him. A massive upset. Uh, the Fijians be reeling. We, we spoke about that yep. Fijian back line. That, that one through five for Fiji, mm-hmm. it, it could, you know, could be anyone's back line really. Uh, but obviously uh, the spine and uh, and I think uh, um, you know just the, their depth their, their forward pack depth possibly hurt them a little bit. Mm. Um, 
The other games kind of went to script. Samoa, uh, big winners against Cook Islands, 42-12. to 12, And New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, Expected in that. <laughs> the game got out of hand very, very quickly. Yeah, um, although yeah. not like, you know, 42-12 to 12 is a bit of a shellacking, but we see the Melbourne Storm go out and do that to NRL clubs. Yeah. On well, the, I, I, on think, the I think it was 20 to on nothing after 20 minutes. Yeah, so okay, like, so they, they might have taken the, the foot off a little took bit. Took the yeah. foot off a little bit. But yeah. good, yeah, good. Because sometimes in the NRL internationals, you can see the, you know, 70 nil kind of score line. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, look, they lost by 30 points. It's it's uh, definitely not not a close game, not no. not good viewing, but it wasn't, you know, an embarrassment. And, and considering the size of the Cook Islands, geez. Yeah, I'm surprised that they feel on a team, bro. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it is yeah. amazing. Um, and, and, and it's good for, for the growth of, of the International Rugby League yeah. game. Now, the two best sides that featured yesterday, uh, New Zealand and Tonga. Uh, New Zealand, pretty comfortable in a 24-6 to 6, uh, win there at Mount Star- Smart Stadium. Do you guys see the... Um, the shots of the crowd, so much red, like so many, so many Tongan fans. Oh, there in, in Auckland, and a massive <laughs> expatriate community yeah. there. In um, it was a ma- it was a in, massive game in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, you know, the same same when when they smile played Tonga, like they they just mm. get around it big time. Uh, mm. So I, a little bit unfortunate Tonga couldn't stand up to the Kiwis, but kind of just shows the Kiwis still are as talented as they are. Yep. And who played fullback for them? The the Roosters guy. Um, uh, Joey Manu played. Yeah. One. He played one. Yeah, yeah he played one. Yeah. And he, he was unreal. Um, I think in that he, for them, he could be a fullback anywhere. In the, the only reason he doesn't play fullback is because they've got a guy called James Tedesco. Yeah, and we talk about him being an elite centre. Well, I think the same was it. Fiji, their fullback. Um, he's plays behind Dylan Edwards. He's contracted to to Penrith, oh, could, okay. but couldn't get a Guernsey. But I think he had like almost three hundred run meters and played like really well. Yeah, right. Have so, you, can you find stats on these games, Monks? Are they on the NRL website? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good. I was having a little look before and I was, I was struggling uh, a wee little bit. So, Sunia Taruva? Sounds about right. Taruva. Yeah. And so, he's he's a Penny... Panthers, yeah. Panthers guy that can't get a gig. Yeah. I think there'd be right. plenty of um, uh, Sydney teams. That yeah, that, that <laughs> might, might be having a look. And that's another good... Maybe a Dolphins team that needs a... F- Fullback. <laughs> They've got the Lee Cousins now. That, yeah. that was the news during the week with Branco joining Edric as well at the, the, the Dolphins yeah. to form part of that back line. Yeah, and yeah. We, we've spoken uh, at length about how nicely that forward pack's coming along. Uh, they just don't have a spine. That's they just don't have a spine. Yeah. Yeah, and the there's been all the bit. talk of this week about, you know, the Dolphins <laughs> haven't been supported. Like, we haven't... I think it's more Gus, mm. you know, mm. um, shitting over how yeah. the Dolphins are recruiting and, like, how they're struggling and mm. all that stuff. And I was like, mm, maybe you should focus on the, the Bulldogs at the moment. <laughs> they're not doing too great either, <laughs> Gus. Um, but hey, I think... Dog, I think Dogs have researched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the the Finns uh, overall, the, I think their the pack is going to be um, good. Mm. Uh, it's probably, yeah, the, the, what they lack is leadership through the spine mm. at the moment. Um Though that, that all changes if they get a man called Kane Munster. Though, also, um, uh, would be interested to see Matt Burton during the week said he would not do his third year extension for the doggies, mm. so he's going to be off yeah. contract at the end of next season. Okay, so, um, mm. maybe there's a, there's an option there if he wants to play six instead of going say back to Penrith to be a centre. And that's um, a nice segue, I think, mm-hmm. into the state of yeah. origin. Uh, obviously, Matt Burton earning uh, a a uh, jersey for New South Wales, along with uh, a bunch of other players. Now, uh, the game goes over to Optus Stadium there in Perth. Um, the last time Queensland were there was a, a 
wasn't the result that they'll be after tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they That was a bit of a wet game, and then they got absolutely pants in that one. Uh, but mind you, Queensland, they're 16 from 20 when they win game one. So mm-hmm. 80% strike rate of taking out the series. Um, so New South Wales have got all the hard work to do. They've definitely got to push shit uphill uh, to try and get this done. Looking at that New South Wales squad, I don't don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, mm. I think uh, Freddie, you know, he had to swing the axe after uh, losing a, a game in Sydney where they were highly fancied. Um, and and so well, he, that's so he that's has. been the question is like. Do you swing the axe and bring in new blood, or, mm, or do, do you, you pick and stick? Yeah, you pick the guys you've got and then try. Queensland to picked and sticked in the in the <laughs> eight in a row, yada yada. Yeah, they also had uh, you know, yeah. the, the three, possibly th- four models. Th- yeah, like, four, yeah, four of the best players of all time. <laughs> yeah, who are now, pretty coach, easy to pick and stick with that. The team as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in, in our coach, but whether you stick with those guys because they've learnt that lesson, and you know they only lost by a try. Yeah, like, yeah. like you, you work mm. on your strategy. You could see what the Queensland mm. game plan was. They're probably going to come with something similar. How do we take that next step and go forward? Um, so it's interesting. I think I think a few of them are a little bit harsh, a little bit harsh. Yes. So let, let's let's talk about them. Uh, so we we mentioned Matt Burton. He comes in for Jack Whiten, who was arguably New South Wales best player. He he's had. I think he's actually be better now, but he wouldn't have been able to be in the camp or anything. No, he would have had to isolate. So, yeah. exactly. Uh, so so that his hand was forced in that one, um, and then everything else um, was pretty much. Axe swinging. Yep. So Stephen Crichton, uh, he he was the fourteen, obviously, uh, in in game one, and we kind of thought, oh, geez, is he the best option for for New South Wales as, as a fourteen? You know, he's a pretty good centre, but does he give you the versatility that other dudes, uh, you know, Nico Hines uh, might be well, able, even Matt might be able to? Well, even Matt Burton could have been your fourteen. Yeah, but Matt, I guess Matt, they Matt wanted Burton. him in the yep. squad. So. Yep. So he goes in. Tony Staggs gets dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think Staggs was that bad, but he just wasn't. He wasn't great. He didn't look like he looks week in, week out for Brisbane. And we were, we were speaking about how we thought, oh, Staggs has earned himself a jersey here. He did, but he does that for Brisbane. He started the year real quiet, then he had a good run. He can, can go missing or, a little yeah, bit. So. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. I think Katoni will, will bust back into I've, I've, a New South Wales jersey at some stage. He's I think on, he's Staggs, Staggs is, probably, is probably more of uh, the, the ball that he gets. Like, he needs quality ball. Mm. He didn't get it in game one. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been getting it recently for Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, that game last week where he basically did nothing. And well, they, you know, they had uh, he, the young fella at six, um, Ezra Mann, and then they mm-hmm. had um, Tyron Roberts just, yeah. you know, from the from the bleachers come down and play mm-hmm. seven without yep. Reynolds. So, yep. uh, yeah, and he, that, that's going to limit his opportunities. And he had limited opportunities in game one. So a bit hard by done by there, but uh, I think they've gone. I guess with more size as well. Stags are still pretty strong though. Like yeah, he's, maybe yeah. not. He you know, doesn't have the height that Burton and Crichton do, but mm. he's solid. He's, and he, yeah, he's, he also does people on, yeah. on the regular basis. Yeah, so I, um, I don't know. Maybe a little bit hard done by there, but maybe that's the Brisbane. It's half side of my fandom coming out there. Maybe, maybe <laughs> <laughs> the old Homer Simpson meme yeah. sitting to my left here, half Canberra Raider, half half Brisbane Bronco. <laughs> Um, an interesting non-selection in in Josh Adokar missing out despite his stellar form. Uh, mm. I think he, what's he scored five tries in the last two weeks, four tries in the last two yep. weeks. Yep. Um, so it was really banging down the door. But Freddie's picked and sticked uh, with with to- oh, and 
Tupu, uh, Luai and Cleary, uh, I don't think they were ever in danger, no. despite having a, both of them a pretty ordinary showing in game one. Uh, but they've they've done it before. They've won State of Origins. They've won uh, the whole comp. Um, so I think uh, the the idea was to bring in some supporting cast from from Penrith. Um, you know, in Api Corosau, we kind of like it was all rumours last week. We spoke about it last week, uh, but it, uh, the rumours were were true. Corosau uh, comes in, and Damien Cook keeps his spot as a four day. Now I thought it, if Corosau mm. comes in, I didn't think that they would have yeah. kept Cook. Uh, as a fourteen, I don't hate it. I can see the idea in uh, in in Appy starting. You know, with his copied Queensland with, <laughs> with his Penrith. Oh, what, what no one's ever played a, no two hookers in a game. No one's ever played two hookers in a game ever. Um, <laughs> Uh, so so Coruscant will play probably the first 25, 30, you'd, you'd imagine, and then Did Cook to come yeah. on and try to expose some tired legs, and then maybe Coruscant comes back in and they maybe play two of them at the same time. I don't know. Uh, Cook doesn't give you the size that Harry Grant gives you. And, and I'm not happy he doesn't either. So like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So can you, have, can you have both of them on the field at the same time? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. I wouldn't think it's so. going to be interesting to see how Freddie plays it. Uh, but yeah. again, I don't hate... Like, you know, we were saying how New South Wales mm. lacked mm. that that X factor, that explosive kind of player that can cut a game open. Well, that's the idea with Cook. So. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose he's you know he's he's scooted out. Still dummy, would have thought Nico Hines. He's scooted out a dummy half. Yeah, I agree. I, I I still think Nico Hines has been, you know, arguably the best player in the comp this this year. Yeah. Uh, I think I, he's I, origin I, ready. Yeah, I wonder mm. if they. Maybe this was a year delayed as well for Appy Coruscant because he was in the squad last year. Mm. Potentially was going to... He played game three last year as well. Well, did he? Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty well, sure. When, did, yeah. when did he get booted for the bringing that bird into camp that wasn't his wife uh, <laughs> during the COVID thing? Was that the year before that? <laughs> um, I thought that was last year. I thought it was last because I didn't think he played after that. Yeah, I, I thought he be, played game three be, last year. could be mis- misremembering. You can okay, actually, I, I can probably chase yeah. that up. Because, yeah, I thought he was, you know, throwing... Maybe that was leading to game one and he came back for game three after everyone forgot about it. It's hard as well because we had the 2020 ones, which were November. Yes. And then the 2021 ones were were regular. Mm. Uh, Yeah, see if you can see the State of Origin squads. I I swear he played game three last year. Yeah. Yeah, um, Anyway, it's... That Panther, Panthers connection, we've talked about it. When Matt Burton. Yeah, yeah. officially seven. Uh, probably bump that number up to eight. Seven and a half, yeah, yeah. Seven and a half with, with Matty Burton. Yeah. Uh, the um, other changes, uh, Jake Trebojevich coming in, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard dropped. Uh, maybe a little bit hard done by all Poor pretenders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the poor, pretend, poor Parramatta Reels. Uh, Ryan Madison got dropped as well for CSC for Talakai. Now, Talakai comes in as a 17 uh, so they've that's only, a head scratcher, I think. Yeah, it's it is unusual in that there's only three recognised props here in Payne Haas, Junior Paolo, and Jake Trebojevic, and of that, only Haas and Paulo really have that big size. Trebojevic mm-hmm. uh, is a hard nosed player, but he's not a, a he's not a massive massive man. He still gets a job done uh, yeah. in, in in his tackling. Uh, yeah, have they gone a, a big man too short here? Well, he's still a big man. He could he could play as a middle four. Like yeah, he plays in the centres, yeah. but he's he's essentially the biggest fucking centre you'll ever see in your yep. life. Yep. I was seeing him getting interviewed on KO this morning. The man has no. He's just got trap and then head. <laughs> yeah. There is no neck. He's built like an absolute fridge. Uh, although he does play centres, they'll use him as an edge back rower. You'd think. I, I, I agree. I think that's what they do, and they may be looking for some you know ball playing and uh, you know a bit of extra. 
footwork potentially out of out of that edge back rower. Yep. Um, and if worse comes to worse, and um, you know one of their big men goes down in in a Haas or or, or a Junior Polo or a Jake T, mm. they may have to ask CSC for Talakai to go right in the middle and, and nut truck. And uh, and I think uh, despite you know playing centers week in week out, I think he'd probably be up to that. Mm. Yep. But yeah, it it, it was a head scratcher in that. All of our chat, you know, looking at these Origin teams, we obviously no Latrell, no Tommy Turbo. Who's going to get the centre role? We hadn't considered Talakai outside of being a, a centre. We hadn't really considered him being – essentially they've gone two utility players here yes. on, on the bench, which yes. is an unusual thing to do uh, in, you know, in, in picking a traditional 17. Uh, again, I don't hate it. Mm. Uh, you know, you've seen some of the games that Talakai has been able to, to uh, put together. Uh, that one against Manly where he just looked like – you know, the biggest beast yeah. on, on planet Earth. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, a, a little bit of an interesting squad. Mm. Angus Crichton also the other to come in for Tarek Sims, who uh, also got dropped. Yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting because I think looking at that, potentially I feel Queensland might have the upper hand in the first 20 purely by size because they've yep. gone they've gone big is mm. opposite mm-hmm. uh, especially when you put Tino there as lock yeah. um, and then you bring Collins on to start with Papali like they've got a B squad going mm. up you know Haas is really their their, their biggest dude um, Jake T yes he's going to play prop there but he's not your typical prop build in that yeah. regard. Yeah, and Cameron Murray and Liam Martin also sort slightly undersized edge back mm. rowers, uh, although, you know, tough as nails. Uh, yeah, Queensland are a lot bigger in, in the pack, uh, at least so, at least in the starting sides. And just with the way they've got their bench, I wonder if they're playing more for the legs and the, the back ends, you know, the last 40, last 60 minutes mm. versus the, the first 20. So we'll have to see mm. uh, whether... You know, Queensland runs in the first two, two two tries within the first 20 and then New South Wales reels them in as they're getting tired, mm-hmm. um, go into the half at, with an even score line. And mm. pick and stick is what they did. The only changes they made were injury force. So uh, Xavier Coates uh, had that nasty syndesmosis injury from Origin 1. Mm-hmm. Now, we had been thinking the hammer, Hamisa mm-hmm. Tabua Fido, to come in, uh, but it was his Cowboys teammate in yes. Murray Talungi. Uh, to make his origin debut. Yeah, a bit of speed maybe, the speedster. Uh, but yeah. then again, Hammer's not, not slow. Ha- well, Hammer's very very yeah. quick yeah. as well, but Hammer doesn't play on the wing week in, week also out. True. Uh, so the other man that we kind of uh, was th- were thinking about was Corey Oates. Yes, Oates. Um, and he was in the squad, but... But didn't, didn't make this he final was, team. Yeah, he was I, I don't hate the selection. Uh, well, no. Obviously, we didn't pick it. Uh, I've won a few multis before on Murray Talangi's uh, <laughs> anytime try scorer, so he's in my good books. I hope he doesn't score tonight anytime. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, a, a little bit uh, of a left field one there. But again, go you know, it's much like you know picking a lot of Penrith Panthers. Penrith mm-hmm. Panthers are doing very well. The Cowboys are playing very good footy, and uh, and he's uh, got his just desserts uh, there. Lindsay Collins, you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. he will start uh, prop. He was uh, off the bench in in game one. Uh, Tino to thirteen. Jai Arrow comes onto the bench for Ruben Cotter, who yep. uh, did his hamstring after game one. I think it was in the in the, the warm, warm up for the Cowboys warm game. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, warm up for, for the Cowboys game. Him. Yeah, it is. He was he was quite good in his in his debut. Um, just just back on Coruscant. So he was reserved for the first two games. Came off the bench in game um, three. In game three and Scored in the 69th minute. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember that. And then I think the stuff came out after. I think it might have been the Origin camp. No, because I'm or sure do you it, think was it was 2020. Maybe it was the, maybe it was a camp before. Yeah. yeah. So he had to work his way back in. So you mm. know, building to that. But obviously, you know, Freddie 
leading those has had a mm. had that in the back of his mind. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. we'll see. We'll see. He's got to he's got to do a job and uh, tonight. You see, uh, when they announced it last week, he uh, was in the sheds with all mm. his Penrith boys and they're fucking up and about as, <laughs> as you would be. Half of them get to play yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the game, and, and then a fair few of those other boys played in the internationals mm-hmm. uh, uh, yesterday yeah. for for Samoa. Um, mm. So yeah, Penrith Panthers. Uh, you know, obviously getting uh, rewarded for, did, for playing so well at the moment. Did Stags play in the international? No, he didn't. He didn't. No, no. Uh, but I don't think he did. Did he? He was he picked. Hey, did he play? I, I, I was playing. I was playing footy yesterday, so I only saw the highlights of yeah, this one. Stag played for. Um, he did play Tonga for Tonga. Yeah. So there you go. Scored a conversion. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, well, look, mm. we, we didn't get picked to play in the international. Yeah. Yeah, but we were talking about it last week. Or would Stags play? Uh, so he didn't get picked for New South Wales. Goes and plays for Tonga. What does that mean for his eligibility now? Is how's the tiers teams work? Is that Tonga's tier one now? So having played that game, does it just make him ineligible for this series, or does it make him ineligible forever? I don't know. Fuck it. Who knows? <laughs> we won't work now. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 uh, yeah, we, we will have worked it out by next year if he gets named in the team, <laughs> <laughs> and, then the rule, and then the rule will change again. Yeah, yeah. didn't re, um, is it Ronaldo? Mm-hmm. Uh, he played. Molly Tully he played for New Zealand. Yeah, he played, he for, played New Zealand. for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. scored a try yeah. after he didn't get picked. He could, I've, he could have played for Australia because of his um, yeah. all that. But yeah, obviously he's gone with. Well, no, I can't play Origin, so I'm going to go play for New Zealand. Yeah, very and, interesting. Uh, I guess he's more likely. He'd Get a run for New Zealand than he is anytime soon for Australia. Pretty hard back line mm. to break into. Yes, yes. <laughs> that Aussie one, especially when fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I've just put in there, uh, I'll speak about what I think uh, the Blues need to do. Obviously, coming off the loss, that they need to, you know, probably game plan more so than, than Billy Slater needs to with the Maroons. Obviously, you know, you don't have to be an NRL expert, which we aren't, we are NRL fans. Uh, need to contain Cameron Munster. Uh, people were comparing him to Wally Lewis uh, from that game one. Uh, and I think that's a... Mm. Obviously, we didn't get to see Lewis. Uh, you know, we've only seen highlights of, of Wally. Um, but yeah, from the highlights that I saw and, and from seeing him in game one, every time he had the ball as a New South Wales fan, your heart was in your mouth because he just has that ability to break just the line wherever. I mean, anytime he was near the ball, how many yeah, times two. did he strip the ball off us? Yeah. Two, like, three, two, yeah, two, twice yeah. in big moments. Well, twice in big moments. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just keep the ball away from Monster. <laughs> yeah. So how do they do that? Uh, that's that's up to Freddie and 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 the coaching staff and the boys. Uh, how you actually do that, I don't know because he just looks like the best player on the field at, at, when he's out there in you know pinnacle game of you know it's not like yeah. you're going up against you know the fucking. The Bulldogs or West Tigers, and you know, <laughs> yeah. so, someone goes out there and, and carves them up and looks pretty amazing. You're going out there against 17 of the best, you know, players players in the world, and mm. and it, he's you know at times making them look like schoolboys. So they have to contain Munster, and obviously in attack, they were lackluster. Uh, we spoke about it in our in our re- review of mm. of game. One, uh, everything went through Cleary. They were trying to rough him up and get as much pressure on his kicking as possible. Luai wasn't as involved as he as he could be. Uh, so I think him or Matt Burton or Appy even, uh, you know, need to be able to, to take their option. Uh, yep. And and then, you know, Appy needs to be able to uh, maybe, maybe kick from dummy half, but at least go left or right and kind of open up Luai and, and then his outside backs outside of him. Uh, mm. That that. That's the two things that, that I highlighted that the Blues must do tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maroons probably don't need to change much, you know. They, they haven't changed a team outside of injury. Mm. Um, They've they got an unexpected win. So I think... Are you feeling quietly confident? 
yes, in the sense that um, I've got a great feeling about the coaching staff um, headed there, of course, by Billy Slater. Mm-hmm. Uh, do what they're not expecting. I think it's a, uh, you've, you've, the game plan for game one clearly was to take uh, Cleary out of the game, mm. was to you know uh, stifle their kicking options um, and uh, you know break up their rhythm, break up their very strict and set structures. So I think with what Fittler's done with cutting a bunch of guys, bringing in new blood, mm. was maybe to free it up and um, play some more uh, expansive attacking footy. So uh, you know maybe to attack what the Marines did in game one. Um, but do the unexpected, I think, mm. would be uh, – I'm very interested to see what Queensland do through Billy, through the coaching, coming into this, uh, what their game plan is because uh, I think it will be very different from what it looked like in game one mm. and potentially that's where – what could be the difference is, uh, you know, come out and surprise, surprise the New South Wales squad here a little bit. Do you think it will be low-scoring affair? The – uh, Origin traditionally is traditionally is, and the, the, the last Perth game not so much. Um, and it was I think all, it was all one way traffic. Though. Yeah, yeah. And I think they made six changes to New South Wales leading into that one as well. So uh, kind of a similar situation. Uh, but they lost game one in Queensland, so it's slightly different. Yep. Um, they had, of course, game two at home, and then they won that series. Yep. Um, so total match points thirty eight and a half. It is quite low. New South Wales going right. into this as dollar sixty favourites. I feel like it's a bit too short. Wales. Yeah. Like after, you know, that, that obviously in Sydney they should have been, they should yeah, they should, at have, home they should, should have been favourites, but going, going to a neutral ground, a one nil down, yeah, I, I would have thought it'd just be about even money. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that that scares me a little bit um, as as a Blues fan. Now for the neutrals, for the Victorians who. Well, it seems like the neutral, any neutral, just always goes for Queensland. Uh, but for the neutrals and maybe Blues fans as well, we'd love to see uh, New South Wales get a win to make sure yeah. that sweeping Queensland to make, to make sure that there's no dead rubber. Uh, obviously, the dead rubber's in origin. They still hold a lot of you know. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of pride. That, yeah, and yeah, being being swept is a big thing. Being swept origin. is a big thing. It doesn't happen that regularly. No, I think in the eight in a row, it only happened once. Mm-hmm. I think for for memory. So that, that will be a big thing that the Blues, uh, obviously that they want to keep the, the series aspirations alive tonight. Yep. But, yeah, they will not want to be – I don't want to hear you talking about a Queensland <laughs> series sweep. Uh, uh, if they win tonight, I'm bringing a fucking broom next oh, week. No. <laughs> because if, if they lose – Tonight, then it's it seems like you got to go to Queensland. There'll be fifty thousand people there. Like it seems like a really tough. Yeah, ask. It's, a, it's a very hard, t- thing tough to ask to go out has, there. You know, it's not. I think the the average win percentage, uh, you know, in the other going the other way is like sixty forty. Yeah. Uh, in Origin, so it's it's still doable. It, of course, yeah, very um, doable. But, but yeah, the, the, there's of course big favoritism being at home with your, uh, you know, ninety percent favored crowd your way. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything there on series sweeps? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you might be able to get all of them there. I'm, I'm pretty sure it only happened once in that yeah. in a row. Yeah, what's off, what's off the, the record since 2010? Um, Making you work overtime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. record most series clean sweeps. So Queensland's had four clean sweeps. Yeah. Um, the 98, 1988, yeah. 1989. <laughs> you did your numbers. Numbers, <laughs> numbers, yeah. Uh, numbers. It's not like you look at numbers all day, every day. No. Excel, I don't have to read them out. <laughs> so, 88, 89, they swept, oh, and then 95 in 2010. Was that, was that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so, so it happened once in the eight in a row. Mm-hmm. It's only happened four times ever in in favour of Queensland. Hope we're, I really hope we're not talking about this. Much, only much happened more. seven times total. Total. Yeah. So New South Wales have done three. Queensland yep. four. Yeah. Thanking you. That looks yeah. more like an Excel spreadsheet there. Yeah, so is, is, is. yeah, that's why I was about to get it for you so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Colour coded. Oh yeah, that one's nice. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. If you got me to do some Excel spreadsheeting, you'd be laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I haven't used much Excel of late, I must mm-hmm. say. Now, we're not talking about Excel. We're talking about tonight. Uh, mm. Obviously, I'm going to go with my heart and not my head. I'm going the blues, but I'm very nervous. I am very, very nervous. I probably was a little bit mm, lacklustre. Uh, not lacklustre. A little bit over, over, overconfident. 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 Uh, Overzealous. Yeah. Maybe, mm. a little, maybe a little bit late. Like I, I kind of expected them to win game one in Sydney and then mm. I thought it would be hard going to Perth and then Suncorp after that. Um, mm. But, yeah, Fittler would have got a rocket up them. They apparently trained very hard during the week. Uh, Victor Radley got brought into the squad. We're talking <laughs> about it. I, I was kind of thinking, oh, uh, you know, Radley's been earmarked for Did origin it? and forgot he hadn't been playing for fucking uh, over a month. You see yeah. the dinosaurs <laughs> getting stuck in the Fittler about, like, what medical news that you have that the Roosters don't have? Why have you picked him? Well, Is obviously, no. Yeah. Obviously, like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, Roosters favoritism and yeah. this and that. Like, it's a, he's a club legend there. Of course, he talks to people. Yeah, well, same thing with Penrith. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Penrith, Penrith and the Roosters. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the likes of Tupu and Crichton. Uh, you know, there, there may be guys uh, that. Maybe we're showing a little bit of favouritism. They're so also very good footballers in their own right. How many Roosters in this squad? Two. It's just two. Yeah, scroll down. So it's just it's just Angus Crichton and, and Daniel Tupo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ten, ten from his preferred clubs. <laughs> 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 Who are also running first and actually what, no, no. fifth. Uh, yeah, I, I included Matt Burton in that list, but anyway. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So technically nine, nine, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. Nine and a half. <laughs> uh, where are the Roosters? Angus Crichton's in there. Roosters are currently ninth. There you go. Crichton, uh, Crichton is Roosters? Yep. Yeah. So uh, add an extra one. There you go. Yeah, there's two. Two Roosters. Tupu and Crichton. Angus Crichton. Teddy. Dot. <laughs> I was just like, what are you, oh, you forget Teddy. Like Three. <laughs> the <laughs> captain. I forgot the captain. Wasn't on the screen. Mike's got to be more active here. Got to be more active. I don't think you blame James for you forgetting Teddy Tedesco. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Let's uh, so ten and a half. Let's cut that from uh, from the live. That's a fair bit from the, from the seventeen. Mm, mm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe there is a little bit of Freddie favoritism. We'll see. If Freddie loses, do you think the his job's in question? Uh, yeah, I think always, always. There's a lot of pressure on these Origin coaches. Um, yeah, mm. losing the unlosable series a few years mm-hmm. ago, uh, where. Queensland, you know, on paper was so inexperienced and we had this red-hot New South Wales team and, yep. yeah, Queensland were able to win that that 2020 series. Um, yeah, I think if they get swept, if, if they get swept, then definitely, and even just losing the series, uh, there might be a little... There, there always will be speculation. Yep. Um, I don't think realistically that they'll, that they'll sack him mm-hmm. uh, over a series loss, but the conversation will definitely mm-hmm. come up. Yep. Who'd be on the short list? Great question. Great question. Because I was because because uh, we talked before game one about uh, you know that the unlosable series getting un- out coached by Wayne Bennett and mm. um, now after losing game one as well the new era 
of NRL coaches, you know, the guys that were played in that eight series. Uh, we, we're talking about Billy, Billy Slater's, um, uh, Cameron Smith, uh, JT, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas uh, Brad Fittler's from the era, you know, the decade before then with yeah. Andrew Johns, etc. Mm. as as that kind of um, playing group. Uh, so whether do they try to look for their equivalent? Noting, of course, no one really won very much with those guys, um, you know, as New South Welshmen in that kind of space that they try to, to look at as a target for a potential. Go with someone with more um, experience within the more recent modern game of NRL than what Fittler did for his coaching career um, after after finishing up in his play, well, playing career and then into his coaching career of that early, early noughties. Trey Barrett's looking for a job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's my boy. His coaching uh, coaching record probably doesn't suggest uh, taking on the, the one of the most scrutinised jobs in uh, in the league. Oh, yeah. that, that short the short list. I think you'd probably have to consider NRL coaching jobs for next year as well. Well, the, the, yeah. the, the Penrith assistant during the week turned, yeah, yeah, turned down the West Tigers job as yeah. well. So who'd want to take on that shit? That yeah. shit. Yeah. Very he, I think he's got the pick of the jobs available currently. And mm. well, he's told the Tigers, "No, nah, I'm not in, not interested." Mm. So mm. that's step one. Interesting. Mm. Bring on the game, go Blues. Yep. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some NBA. Okay, uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind just getting the top ten picks up there uh, going into the week, it was kind of Jabari Smith was the short price favourite. To go uh, to Orlando with the first overall pick. Uh, and then the odds swung drastically on the day of the draft. Obviously, the bookies always know what's up mm-hmm. before we do, the poor punters. Uh, and Paolo Banchero, uh, the big six foot ten uh, forward out of Duke, goes first to the Magic. Now, his country there is stated as USA. He's also, uh, he's got Italian heritage. He could be eligible to play for Italy internationally. Uh, I can't imagine if you're a number one pick overall in um, in, in the NBA. It depends. It is a hard squad to be to break into. Yeah, so. be interested. Anyways, it's, we're talking NBA, and yep. uh, and I think he's, he's a good fit there for the hapless Magic. I don't mm-hmm. think he's got the supporting cast around him at the Magic that Chet Holgren. There's a reason they've got the number one pick. That's true. OKC getting the the second pick probably did okay in that in that lottery. Uh, you know, getting the second pick over uh, Houston um, and and you know even sort of Sacramento, Detroit. Um, I think OKC's future is in better hands um, than than those t- those teams. Chet Holmgren comes in. Uh, he's seven foot tall out of Gonzaga. A lot of people had him going number one overall mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I think for for the Thunder, we've got the Thunder jersey up there, the old KD, old yep. KD one. We might have to get <laughs> might have to get a Josh Giddy one there. Yes, um, I think yeah. with SGA and Giddy mm-hmm. uh, forming a, a, a good, um, you know, sort of let's hope it's a big three. Uh, yeah, a good tandem there already. Uh, you know, they're young. Uh, they've already they're already playing pretty good now. They'll, they'll get the help uh, in terms of a big. What about that weight there? One hundred ninety five pounds. The bloke is a. St- He's a stick figure, and they will need to get him in the mm-hmm. weight room, maybe on on uh, on all kinds of uh, NBA, uh, you know, nutrition and uh, and uh, strength and conditioning kind of stuff. Of the top ten, there five are under two hundred pounds. So. Yeah, <laughs> none are seven foot tall. 
Yeah, none of that. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, other than, other than Chet. Well, there's a 6'5", 6'7", 6'4", and of course the seven-footer. So, you know, they're still big human beings. Of course, of course, yeah. of course, of course. But often, often NBA... Are you under 200 pounds? <laughs> no, I'm about, I'm about 220. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to do the quick maths. As, is it an athletic 220? Uh, probably not, probably not. Does he have calves like you? That's the question. Hey, man, probably. Car- <laughs> there's nothing wrong with calves and uh, not having calves because when we get to the Europe, <laughs> saying a little bit. I was just watching watching that that Izzy Adesanya stuff uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that I sent, you know, in uh, the in the preview. Two yeah. of the baddest motherfuckers ever in the world in John Jones and Israel Adesanya, no calves. Yeah. So let's go, no calves crew. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jabari Smith, he uh, he goes to Houston. Um, I, f- I kind of feel for him in, you know, they just traded Christian Wood away and we're talking about it. Yeah. Like it didn't, that trade didn't make a lot of sense to mm-hmm. us. Um, I don't think they were getting uh, their, their value for, for Christian Wood, who's, who's been very good. So Jabari will go there um, out of Auburn, six foot 10, 220 pounds. I think he's NBA ready. He's also, he's also can shoot the three ball um, mm-hmm. for, for a big man. Um, so he's a really good player. I just hope he's, career doesn't suffer um, in terms of going to Houston. Talking of career suffering, uh, there was some good memes getting around uh, on the guys that the Sacramento Kings oh, have yeah, passed on. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pick the very next pick after them. Yeah, so uh, they missed like, out on uh, Luca, Luca uh, uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, like it was like it's a clusterfuck. It's yeah. an absolute clusterfuck. Imagine the team that have put together that they got all. Could you, ma- yeah, could you imagine? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Now another guy who uh, you know for his personal sake, we hope that he doesn't go to the yes. Sacramento Kings. And his career dies in Keegan Murray, six foot eight forward out of Iowa, um, and then Jaden Ivy, the first uh, guard to go to so top four all all you know big power forwards and a center. Uh, Jaden uh, Ivy out of Purdue, the first um, the first guard. Then uh, a couple of Canadians uh, in Benedict Mathurin and uh, Shaden Sharp uh, going with six and seven. So Mathurin going to the Pacers. Uh, he's a, a six foot six, um, two hundred five pound small forward um, from Arizona and and uh, and out of Canada. And then Sharp, uh, the second guard to go out of Kentucky. He's a six foot five, two hundred pound guard. Uh, it'd be interesting for the Canadian national team. Um, you know, we, we saw how good Andrew Wiggins was playing. Um, in yep. the, in uh, the year, you know, was an all star. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, if these guys uh, shape up to to be good Canadian uh, players uh, on the international scene, uh, Canada's never really done that well. Um, so so it'd be interesting yeah, to see how out, they go. Uh, and talking about internationals, uh, our our boy Dyson Daniels, uh, he's he's um, was the third guard to go. He goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. Six foot seven. Uh, they've got him listed at there. I've seen six foot eight as well. One hundred and ninety five pounder. Yeah. Out of uh, the G League uh, Ignite team, uh, he's out of Bendigo, Australia. Mm-hmm. I think his old man was over here in the NBL, similar to Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of them. It's a lot of them. Yeah, come through. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so pretty illustrious, um, you know, company. There's not a whole lot of Aussies that have gone in the top ten. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons and Andrew Bogut mm-hmm. uh, and Josh Giddy uh, come to mind. Yep. I, I don't know if there's any more than than that off off the top of the head. No. Um, he goes to the Pelicans, who oh, um, with, with a healthy Exum. No, Exum went. Yeah, no, Dante. Uh, Dante Exum. I think he was first round, but not top ten. No, I th- he, he was. Yeah, more to buds backer first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get at us in the comments if you're listening, and there is someone else uh, from from Australia that went top ten. Now with Zion trying to get healthy slash drop a few kgs. 
Um, that Pelican side, uh, you know, obviously bolstered uh, getting McCollum. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how much how much game time he gets and, and how much of an impact he can be. And if that Pelicans team, uh, you know, with well, a healthy Zion, you've picked him at eight. You'd hope he's going to be playing minutes. Yeah, that's, yeah, we'll definitely be playing minutes. I wonder if he gets a, if he does get a start. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it seems like to uh, to be a pretty good place to to land. I think um, yep. you know if um, if McCollum uh, keeps playing good ball and uh, and. And yeah, the, Zion gets all the media. And, so and Zion you, comes back. Yeah. You, you can just focus on your game, mm. you know, even though you're the first first pick for them in this draft. Like, yeah, and there was a lot of chat about uh, CJ trying to get into Pelicans staffers to try and get, bring Dame over yeah. uh, from Portland. You'd imagine with them drafting a guard, maybe that's not going to happen. Although, who knows? Uh, the price is all, you know, if the price was right. Yeah. Um, Ninth pick, Jeremy uh, Sochin uh, out of Baylor, uh, another forward. Uh, he goes to San Antonio and Johnny Davis, a guard out of Wisconsin. Uh, that rounds out the top 10. He goes to the Washington Wizards. Uh, looking at the rest of the draft, it looked like a lot of, um, we've already mentioned uh, all the bigs uh, going mm-hmm. early, and that seemed to be a bit of a theme uh, throughout the first you just, round. You just look at what's happened with the MVB. Um, the last couple of seasons kind of shows the, the way Basketball's kind of going. The big man that can can move and the and, big man and, that can and move and and, and get rebound, assists. get assists. Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah. big man that can do it all. So speak, speaking of uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, you know, oh. there's, there's how, how did we forget Longley? By the way, that's oh Luke Luke Longley. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 Was he? So he was a top five pick. Yeah, I think he was I got, like third overall or something. I think I got some numbers here. So Luke Longley, ninety ninety one, was picked. Uh, seventh, seventh overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew Bogart picks Bogut, um, Bogut, not first. Humphrey Bogart no, of uh, definitely not <laughs> of 1930s film fame. Yeah. Um, Exum was picked fifth. Oh, uh, fifth overall. Yeah. 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 Good um, shout. Good yeah. shout. Yeah. Uh, Simmons again picked first. Thorn Maker. Yeah. When was yeah. Thorn Maker? He was tenth. Tenth. So picks. Yeah. Yeah. Scrapes in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know Patty was second round. Yeah, Patty. Yeah, good. Patty's a nice underdog story, isn't he? Yeah, Patty yeah. Mills, um, Canberra zone. I think that's it. So he missed a few. Mm. The only one of note of you know <laughs> of one of the best teams ever, fame in Luke Longley, uh, probably the big miss there. But yeah, Exum and, and Thon Maker uh, also going in the top ten. And also that goes to show as well, just because you're a top ten pick. Doesn't mean you go on to have a stellar career yeah, in the NBA. It is a it is a very com- you know competitive and cutthroat league. Yeah, definitely. There's only five blokes that start every week. Like, mm. yeah, it's, yeah. There's only 50, 58 guys got drafted. Um, I think uh, small Mal- numbers. Yeah, Milwaukee and someone else got, didn't even draft anyone. They just forfeited their picks. Uh, so yeah, j- just just yeah, good on him. Get it good on him. He's he's uh, you know on an NBA team. Let's let's hope that uh, you know it, it goes the way of of uh, you know of a Patty Mills uh, rather mm. uh, than a um, you know Thon Maker. Yeah, yeah. We'll develop and then help out that Australian squad. That yes, push from a bronze into one of those other medals. There was also another Aussie taken, uh, Luke Travers. Uh, he went late second round. Uh, if you don't mind scrolling down there, amongst to see. Uh, which team he went to? Uh, further, 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 further. Yeah, uh, Cleveland. 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 Uh, he was a Perth Wildcat. Look at the spelling on Australia there. That's cool. Uh, that's that's from that's from NBA.com. Austra- Austra- Australia with a I at the end. Australia. 
Yeah, interesting. <laughs> makes us, makes me feel better about us fucking up names. <laughs> NBA dot com's yeah. got our country misspelt yeah. there. They yeah. make Th- billions of dollars. Yeah, thanks very much. Don't have anyone spell checking. Now, <laughs> this is going to be an issue possibly uh, for our man on the left here, or possibly all of us. Uh, <laughs> so the Heat with pick number twenty one drafted Serbian Nikola Jovic. Yeah, so literally the exact same name as the MVP at the moment. Uh, other than uh, a V rather than a K. Uh, he is also a big man out of Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> well, one's Heath Ledger Joker yeah. and we'll see what sort of Joker this one is. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Joaquin Phoenix, good Joker. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's hope he's yeah. more of a Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix than a Jared Leto. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Jeez, that is ordinary chat. But I, <laughs> I also don't mind it. I also don't mind it. Jack Nicholson, good Joker yeah. back in the day. Yes. Good, good checker back in the day. Yeah, we're uh, interested to see uh, what he does. And yeah, yeah. you know, the, the back end of that first round is it's guys that get to go, you know, to good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, h- how that uh, affects them uh, moving forward, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, Dallas, uh, I, th- I think. Another big man. They're, yeah, they're worth talking about. Uh, no, they no, no, they got Wendell Moore. He's a six foot, six foot five forward. So he might, might be playing uh, a small forward, slightly undersized there, uh, trying to get Lucas some help. We've been keeping an eye on that. And of course, your boy yeah. Christian Braun at the twenty first pick. Um, Christian of your mum's hot yes. fame. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he can do well uh, there for the Nuggets. That wraps up the NBA draft and the NBA chat. Uh, we probably won't talk NBA now for a little bit. Uh, the summer leagues and that will be going. Uh, yeah. Not mm. too, you know, keep an eye yeah. on it. But uh, If anything major happens, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. Trades. I think trades will be yeah. uh, a big thing. We, we might talk about uh, trades. I think uh, where Bradley Beal is going to end up mm-hmm. is, is uh, a big t- talking point at the moment. Is Russell Westbrook going to stay at the Lakers? The more did you see Kevin Durant said the, during the week that you he, if he goes back to, like he could go back to Golden State. Really? I think he's, you know, um, I'm mended those fences. <laughs> I'm mended the, the bridges. I'm off that bloke. Mm. Like, we've got his jersey up there um, at, at OKC, but like they're trying to build something there at at Brooklyn and, you know, they're like the, the trade and tra- trading away Harden, but maybe 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 that for him was was a big thing, and maybe he doesn't want to stay. So I think the same for I think Harden wants to stay at the seventy six. Seventy six. But whether they seventy sixers want to keep him is another question. Okay. Um, same with who did the Lakers get recently? Um, did they get someone that could potentially replace Westbrook? Because again, Russell Westbrook. That's another question. Um, the Lakers. I think it was, yeah. Don't know. Your I was going to talk about Lakers. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about Lakers in the summer league. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lakers signed uh, Sharif O'Neal. Um, ah, to play Shaxon, in yes. the summer league. So he's got um he's got a fair few kids as well. Um, so Sharif, the LSU mm. boy. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see interesting. father father son. Doesn't yeah. happen that often in the NBA. We did see Gary Payton in the uh, in the finals just then. Uh, I'm going to look at this Lakers roster. I'm hoping that I haven't missed anything. Um, Is there any news? Or maybe it's targets. Maybe yeah, targets. I think you. I don't. I think you might have just anyway. seen something. There wasn't anything big. I don't think. Uh, in terms of Lakers. Anyways, uh, you can chase that one up. Mm -hmm. We will talk about any big trades um, 
in the uh, off-season. Uh, but, yeah, that might be um, a, about it for, for um, basketball for a little bit. Mm. Soccer as well. Um, so they're in the off-season. Um, we yeah. spoke about the, the um, marvellous efforts of the Socceroos making the World Cup last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no real big games of note, but the transfer window officially opens July 1, but there's a lot that have already been confirmed. Uh, Sadio Mane... Uh, Apparently, I was I was Sandra Sully with the late news on on this one in, in my soccer chat. <laughs> uh, it got it was officially done this week, but uh, had been all but confirmed uh, over the last few weeks. His move to Bayern Munich uh, and Lewandowski will be on the move. He confirmed uh, at the end of May that he is done at Bayern Munich. Where he ends up is not confirmed. Barcelona seems to be the most likely um, club, although Chelsea and PSG are also rumoured to be interested in, uh, in arguably the best striker in the world, uh, in Lewandowski. Um, I'm not a fan of any of those teams. Uh, for me, I'd hope that he ends up at Barcelona. I'd, I'd hate to see Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea pick up Lewandowski uh, uh, as, a, as a United fan. But the storylines, though, like that's... Big, well, yeah, yeah it, it's, in it's the, essentially the best in the striker EPL. in the world, uh, you know, ending up in, in the APL. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see uh, where he, he ends up and uh, we'll keep an eye on it uh, because the transfer window, uh, you know, will really, really heat up mm-hmm. uh, come July 1. Uh, so we may have some news in, in coming pods. As to Lewandowski, uh, Paul Pogba goes back to Juventus. Um, he, he was a United, uh, got signed young by United and then loaned out to Juventus um, and was... was was good there and then signed at Juventus, had many good years there, went back to United and and whilst showed, you know, shades of, of being, you know, this unbelievable holding midfielder, um, you know, and set-piece legend, probably never lived up to the hype at, mm. at United. Now, whether that's a Paul Pogba problem or whether that's a Manchester United problem, yeah, not really sure. That'd not really sure on the answer, uh, but he'll, he'll go back to Juventus and... Uh, Juventus got done well in this deal as well because when he transferred back to... Um, they, they got him very cheap. Yeah, well... Cha- first time. Yeah. First time, they, they got him essentially for nothing. Mm. Uh, he they went... Sold him for big money. Yeah, over 100 mil mm-hmm. um, in that transfer and then he's come back for nothing. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's how you do it. Manchester so. United. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, at least they had a lot of success <laughs> in the night. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and then other sort of big names, you can... If you're a real soccer diehard, go and check it out. Um, all the there's like literally hundreds of people that have moved already, but I've just highlighted a few big names here. Uh, Alexandra um, Lacazette uh, goes from Arsenal to Lyon, so he goes back to France. Uh, Nemanja Matic uh, also leaving United, he goes to AS Roma. Uh, so it's two, um, you know, uh, holding midfielders, uh, centre mids there for for United that they'll need to. Um, be able to target, you'd imagine, um, you know, uh, uh, some some guys to fill those voids. Uh, Ivan Perisic, uh, the the Croatian, um, he goes uh, from Inter Milan to Spurs. Uh, so he, I think he's about thirty three. He'll have a bit of a role, I think. Um, you know, mentoring perhaps, uh, and and playing playing a little bit, but probably not a long term uh, kind of player there for for Spurs. Um, uh, although. At, you know, a few years ago, an elite player and just coming off a good season with Inter Milan. Uh, Antonio Rudiger, he goes to Real Madrid. Uh, Gareth Bale uh, goes over to the Galaxy. Uh, 
was you know signed by Real Madrid on on big big money and uh, never really sort of showed um, you know his uh, his talents in La Liga. Um, had he had he been playing somewhere else in America? Bale, but, yeah, Bale between Madrid and Galaxy. Uh, I already thought he'd gone back to the US. I don't think so. Can you chase that one up, please, Monks? You might have seen him in the Welsh jersey. No, I, yeah, I, I knew he was in the Welsh jersey. I thought he'd already gone. To America, but I could be misremembering things. Yeah, no. mis misremembering. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, and then the two big signings in terms of transfer fees. So everything else has been under is undisclosed at present. So we don't really know how much um, a lot of these guys will be will be getting, uh, or they'll free transfers, as in mm. Paul Pogba. Yep. Uh, so Darwin Nunes, uh, he joins Liverpool. Um, from uh, Benfica, uh, I haven't, I can't say I'm a big uh, aficionado of Portuguese league football, uh, but uh, he he's a striker. Um, he might they might be looking at, at him as a as a possible Mane uh, replacement, and uh, and Aston Villa spending big on on uh, Philip Coutinho uh, from Barcelona, who was struggling to get a run in that side. Uh, so that's a big big signing there for the villains. Yeah, are you looking up Darwin Nunes there? Because I do not know much about him. I can do that. No, no, I was just paid decent money for him though. Oh, it's big money, big yeah. big money. Um, I was just looking at reports that um, Liverpool's resigned that they might lose Mo Salah. Um, wow, that's big. Okay, yeah, whether because he's got twelve months left on his con- current contract. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, he's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, forwards in, um, in well, probably. Undoubtedly in the EPL, and then you to probably have him sort of top three sort of striker in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So whether or not they have the money to keep him, I think um, there's plenty of clubs in those Italian, French leagues, etc. that have got big money. Throw some cash. <laughs> throw some yeah. cash. Is there any? Are they name clubs? Real? No, I don't believe so. I think it's all just sort of just back and forth media sort of okay. beat up at the moment. Has he played for anyone outside the EPL? Uh, he would have early in his in his career. He's been like Liverpool is where he sort of cut his teeth as and mm. in becoming yep. uh, w- one of the world's best strikers. But mm. yeah, he, I can't imagine. Um, you know, yeah. he would have had to be, been somewhere before then. Yeah. Uh, he, Rome, oh, Rome, I forgot he was at, at Roma. He actually played thirteen games for Chelsea back in <laughs> yeah. So very intermittently <laughs> between two thousand fourteen yeah. and two thousand and sixteen. I had no idea he did that. Um, and then before then, Basel in Switzerland and uh, it, Al Mokoloon, I imagine, is an, is an Egyptian uh, team. But obviously, yeah, over the last f- sort of five years at Liverpool um, has, has become one of the world's best strikers. Uh, 180 appearances for Liverpool, 118 goals, pretty good strike rate there for Mo Salah. I'll tell you what, as a United fan, jeez, uh, you'd, you'd hate to see him lose <laughs> Salah and Mane. Yeah. Now, Darwin yep. Nunes, I've uh, just chased him up. Um, he's a six foot two Uruguayan striker. He's 23. Uh, he's had 57 games at Benfica, 32 goals. So he, I imagine, will be. Um, uh, he's played the, in the national squad for three years as well, which is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got 11 games there for, for Uruguay, just, just the two goals. Um, so, yeah, he's going to have to replace Mane and, jeez, if they lose Salah, he's, he's going to have some big big uh, boots to fill. But, yeah, paid, yeah, paid him a lot of money, so they obviously obviously uh, see a lot of potential in Darwin Nunes. Keep your eyes on that name there. 
that wraps up the big soccer transfers. Like I said, there's literally hundreds. So if uh, if we've missed anyone, uh, yeah, go check out the list yourself and uh, see if uh, there's anyone worth talking about. Get us here on the Esky. Bit of NFL news? I guess yeah. a little bit of news. That's pretty big. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk's retired now. Uh, is this a little well. bit of news because he's retired yeah. multiple times? Yeah, well, <laughs> John Farnham of the of the NFL? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think it's more, I don't want to go to training camp. I'll see you in November kind of thing. You reckon? Yeah. What have you read about this? Oh, well, you know, well he's officially retired again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, and he, his agents already said, you know, pending... Uh, you know, if Tom Brady ever makes it, needs to make that call um, and, and needs him going for a playoff run, he's actually a Kronk's more than happy to play. Mm. And I th- I've seen plenty of uh, yeah, Brady's very, very good on t- on the old Twitterverse as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few of his memes is like him picking the phone up, etc. Uh, so. Uh, uh, the odds of him unretiring are probably very, very good. <laughs> That's an article that I've just clicked on. Uh, let's see what that what this article reckons. Uh, Gronk, Gronk has been giving plus one hundred and thirty five odds to return to the NFL. So, so it's a, <laughs> it might be a John Farnham fake retirement. Yeah. Uh, I think it, for him, it's very much probably rest, health. Mm. Um, why don't ret- have to go through a training? Why project. retire? Is that is that all it is? So he doesn't have to. Go to the training camp. Well, he doesn't have to do anymore. He's won four <laughs> Super Bowls. Like, yeah, wouldn't you think if he's going to come back and play for the Bucks, he could just say, "I'm old and I'm banged up, and I don't want to train." Like, surely him and you know, if Brady wants Gronk there, surely that would be enough. I'm just speculating. Yeah, well, I 100 percent agree. Like, if Brady, and that's what I think. The thing is, if Brady wants Gronk there. Gronk's going to. Mm. Get the shoulder pads out and grab his helmet and mm. be down at training. <laughs> within a literally making tele- TV commercials out of that <laughs> yeah. shit last year. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> fake retirement. Don't need to look into it too much. That that's my thoughts. Okay. But yes, besides that, yeah. If if he doesn't end up coming back, which we are saying is highly unlikely, mm. um, yeah, he's up there in the upper echelon, if not uh, the greatest tight end of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Potentially, you you probably got what Tony Gonzalez. I think is probably. The, the, the the top there. Yeah. I don't think um, Sharp was um, good for a very long time, but I don't think with the way post 2000s, the way the NFL's kind of changed, his numbers uh, won't compare nowadays. Mm. Um, you know, Jason Winton, long time. Antonio Gates, you know, scored a fuckload of touchdowns, but mm-hmm. again, I think you'd pick Gronk over him. Uh, yeah, it, it's what it, what are you going here? In terms of career accolades and longevity, you've got to go Tony Gonzalez, but yeah. in terms mm. of being you know, doing things that no one really ever did before and absolutely dominating the position. Yeah, yeah I think at you, that you, size as well. You can yeah. talk, talk about Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, maybe maybe um, Kels will take that role uh, yep. going forward. Yep. Um, probably needs to win a couple more Super Bowls and mm-hmm. got a good chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's – well, the transition of eras. You've just named, like, every great tight end that's kind of gone from one to the next to the next. Mm-hmm. Now it's Kels. Mm-hmm. Um, see how long he goes and whether um, – you know, Kittle Pitts, maybe the next lot. Who, who, who knows? I'm uh, sure your your fantasy team will be hoping Kyle Pitts uh, oh. <laughs> goes that way. Although yeah. you can only keep him for a couple of years in our yeah, league. Yeah. So well, there yes. you go. Yes. Um, maybe he 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 cuts his teeth in the league, and then uh, Pepe or Monkey picks him up, and, uh, <laughs> and he starts going bonkers in year three or year four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but looking at a list, I don't think any. I don't even think Tony. How many Super Bowls did Tony win? Zero. Zero, yeah. Yep. Like, and yep. Gronk's got four. Mm-hmm. Um, Davis might have got one. 
Did he play? Olsen v- didn't get any. Vernon Davis. Um, Gates didn't get any. Yep. Witten didn't get any. So like, and, and that list of tight ends you got there, big names. Like, yeah, there's Gronk's, Gronk's head, head and shoulders above above those guys. Didn't I didn't think this was going to turn into a tight end goat uh, <laughs> conversation, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in. Well, I, I, I think he is. Yeah, I, if you're I talking to create accolades, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he is. And, and, and we, sort of we, year off and we caught the end of Tony Gonzalez's career when we were getting interested in the NFL. Uh, and yeah, again, what, what are your metrics? Uh, is it the most destructive tight end in his peak, in his heyday, and you know, most winningest tight end? Yeah. you got to go Gronk. But if you're looking at, you know, a guy that, you know, consistently put up, you thousand know, 1,000 yard years and had the longevity, yeah, okay, you can argue for Tony Gonzalez. But I agree. I, I think I think Gronk is the best tight end of all time. Yeah. Yep. Again, right. recency bias. We didn't really, you know, follow the NFL in the 90s. So everything that we've, you know, we've seen mm. is, is highlight kind of stuff. And then before that, we weren't born. Yeah. Uh, well, guys like Sharp and Gonzalez very much changed the league in the way of, like, hey, we need pass-catching guys that can move. Exactly, yeah. And that's why Gronk was a huge target that could move. And then, mm. you know, all those other guys, Antonio Gates, et cetera, they all came through in that next generation from that. So Gates, red zone. There's an argument. There's an argument. Mm. There's an argument. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty unanimous for me. Yep. I, I think he's, he's, he's the goat of tight ends. Yep. Any, any uh, stats or figures there that we should know about? Um, There's probably a few Steelers tight ends, etc. Yeah. One, well, two balls. Steelers, you got great in there. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're just looking here at uh, just Su- Super Bowl Super wins. Bowls. Yep. So you got Shannon. Sh- Sh- uh, I was sh- shitting on Sharp a little bit. Yeah, he played in three. Yep. Um, but he's. But look at the numbers. numbers. Yeah. But look at the numbers. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so we're, at the moment, we're looking at uh, uh, Super Bowl winning tight ends and how many they've been there. Gronk's numbers, shit. On everyone <laughs> in, in the Super Bowl, yeah. like literally, like no one's even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay yeah. Novacek, uh, is still two hundred yard short. So. Yeah, uh, is is the closest there. I've never even heard of him. Uh, he must have just shown up for Super Bowls. He won three Cowboys Super Bowl uh, winner, so he must have been around in the nineties. Yeah, yep. there he is. Yep. There in the nineties. Okay, so if we're talking about Super Bowl goats, uh, he can be second there, but <laughs> his, his career statistics were nowhere near it. So, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's just interesting in tight ends, uh, you know, winning Super Bowls there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in terms yeah. of overall best player of all time at that position, yeah, I think the Esky boys got to give it to Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. UFC 276 will be the main theme for our final round. Ding, ding. Okay, boys, is this the best card in recent memory? If not uh, this year, definitely not this ever. Year. Yeah, I'd say pretty close to it. Okay, 4th of July. We, we had one card that had three title fights on it, didn't we? Yeah. Was there three? Yeah, I think it was two dudes and one one chicks. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, this is a stacked card. Stacked. 4th of July, long weekend in Vegas. They always like this being one of their premier yep. fight cards for the year. Obviously, uh, you know, long weekend over there in the States. Uh, and for us down under, you know, this neck, this neck of the woods on there little sort of blue and green marble that floats around the sun, this neck of the woods. <laughs> uh, there's two title fights uh, featuring fighters from Oceania. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm talking about Israel, the last style bender, 
Adesanya and Alexander the Great Volkanovski. A couple of Sean's mixed in too as well. A few S E A N Sean's on this uh, on this stat correctly. card. Uh, so let's we'll start with we'll start with the title fights um, and and we'll um, we'll talk about uh, the middleweight title Israel Adesanya, the champ, going up against Jared the Killer Gorilla Kananir. He is ranked two. Um, Sean, your thoughts on this one? Uh, doing UFC maths, which mm-hmm. is never a great idea. But Us doing maths on this podcast, also not a great idea. idea. So I'm interested <laughs> to see what, see what you say well, here. Well, the common component being Whitaker um, in this one and Robert, of course, beating Cannoneer uh, um, mm-hmm. not that long ago. And Cannoneer yep. uh, only really beating Bronson and Gaslam since mm-hmm. is, yeah, you know, he has... He has the the presence and the physique. Uh, Definitely the physique. But it's, that bloke is huge. Yeah, but fucking huge. Monster. But I, I don't know if he's got what it takes to get past Israel. Yep. Um, yep. I, I think the style bender has the better, is the more talented and more complete fighter out mm-hmm. of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether the size is an issue, but then you think of Romero and uh, Costa, etc. also, you know, massive human beings uh, that, and, you know, the jungle juice uh, potentially as well. Um, Are you alleging? <laughs> not alleging anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, saying they like, like some juice with a bit of extra spice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but either, either way, like... He's he's fought those guys with big size and won, mm-hmm. um, so I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue. So you got to beat him more with talent uh, and you know technique, etc. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure if Kennedy has got that. Yeah, uh, in that regard, and he's going up against arguably the best middleweight fighter of of all time, yeah. uh, a dude that's never lost at 185 pounds yep. in Izzy, um, and he, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to have his weight cut out for him, and I'm sure he is an underdog in this one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the fifth title defense. Now for for Izzy, starting to get up there for mm-hmm. for um, title defenses. Um, yeah, more on on Kananir. So he is fifteen and five uh, in um, MMA record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started his UFC career at light heavyweight, so that's why he's got that massive frame. But he is six foot tall, whereas Adesanya is six foot four. So obviously very different builds. The question is going to be: Is can he take him down? Can if he can take Israel down? You know, with the wrestling background, that, that's probably the only fear moving forward. But we said that about all those other guys I just mentioned before, and yeah. no one's really been able to do it besides um, Jan, but then Jan yeah, had, was Jan fucking exactly. had 30 pounds on him by the time that fight started. Easy. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's a di- different ball game, I think. So you're backing Izzy in for the win here? Yeah, I'll go Izzy. I'll go Izzy, Izzy too. Uh, Monks, you had the odds there. He's pretty short priced. Yeah, yeah. I uh, can't go past Izzy at a dollar twenty-four. Uh, Cannoneer is four dollars ten at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's um? Is there any uh, like under overs on rounds? Because I think Izzy's last five. No, no. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Look at your here. I think Izzy's gone it, the distance a lot. Oh. Uh, he went the distance with mm. Robert, and his last one lost early in like the third of, No, did he go the distance with Yarn? What no, he, I think he, I he got think stopped. it got stopped, didn't it, against Yarn? Uh, no, he went the distance. The distance, distance. So distance, distance, distance. distance so, so and he, he when he belted um, Paulo Costa, yeah. um, that that got stopped in the second round. So four of his last five have have gone the distance. Um, yeah, just the Paulo Costa fight. Yeah, he got pissed on the red wine the night before. Apparently. Yes, yes, that's, that's it. Um, 
Yeah, I guess you call it their over-unders for this one. Uh, $1.86 that it will go the distance. Okay. Yeah. She's this shit odds there. $1.86, yes. $1.83, no. Unofficial sponsor sports bet. <laughs> really, really uh, patting their pockets with that market, <laughs> aren't they? Yep. Next one? Next yeah. Uh, and yeah. for, for Aussies, uh, probably probably the, the big one. Um, mm-hmm. the, the trilogy between Alex the Great, Volkanovski, the current champ, uh, against the number one contender, Max Holloway. These two have had a few wars already. Uh, Volk's 24 and 1 in uh, uh, his MMA record, undefeated since uh, joining the UFC. He's, his only one loss was like 10 years ago. Yeah, something crazy like that. Uh, it's his fourth title defence, so we spoke about Izzy uh, going for his fifth. Uh, fourth one here for Alex. Two of those against two. Max. Uh, and he won the belt against Max, yeah. Yep, so, yeah, so... Um, oh, so, and then Ortega. So this will be four. So he won He won against Max, mm-hmm. then defended against Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the Fight Island one where mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people had scored Max winning that one. Mm-hmm. Then he had the Ortega one where Ortega nearly choked him out mm-hmm. and then f- miraculously was able to survive and beat him that one. Yep. Uh, and that one went to went the distance as well. Mm-hmm. And then he had the Korean zombie, zombie. sort yeah, of one. one-sided demolition, yep. Um, yep. which was only three months ago. Yeah, so that's four and this will be his fifth defence. This No, this will be fourth. You just counted it off? No. So the first one he won the title. So fourth it's not, def- it's not a defence. No, 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 no. I yeah. thought he was counting up yeah. four defences. So. Yeah. So this will be the fourth defence. Yep. Because the first time he won the belt. <laughs> yes. We're on the same yep. page. Yes. Okay. He's, Quick been, <laughs> he's been training uh, in Auckland um, with, with Izzy at City Kickboxing, uh, sort of mm. jumping uh, in between uh, Australia, um, New Zealand and the US. Now well, that that's that's the big the big fight in camp. Um, for yep. All, all mm-hmm. the other Aussie boys are there as well and mm-hmm. the Kiwi boys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the big camp. Um, what, what about Max? Do you think he has a shot here? Obviously, uh, a lot of people, a lot of Max fans thought he was robbed at Fight Island there. Well, a lot were saying he was the greatest featherweight of all time before mm-hmm. um, you know, Volk, Volk came along and took that belt. And he's de- arguably, you know, he's number two in that division behind Alex. Uh, mm-hmm. They've made that quite clear with their resumes and mm-hmm. with their recent activity that that is the case. Um, so hence why they're doing the trilogy. Um, you know, both have great records and great history. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, either way it's going to be another barn burner of a fight. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that style of max of high volume and um, to build damage, uh, Volk has had the game plan in the previous two fights to deal with that. Um, how, you know, it's not worried about the cardio aspect of of, of well, neither, those fights. Neither so. of these guys are. They're both cardio machines. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, even if they're going to push the pace, um, they're going to have to push it to a superhuman, unreal area mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. either of them to get tired in this. Um, so, yeah, I don't th- see that happening. Uh, so, yeah, potentially another five-round war co- incoming mm-hmm. and we'll see who, who, who's standing by the end of it. Uh Holloway's last six fights have, have gone the distance, which is pretty crazy. One of the most prolific strikers in uh, in UFC history. Uh, so this one wouldn't be surprised if it, it goes the distance. Uh, and then, geez, if Holloway does beat Volk, mm-hmm. they have to they have to run that. Okay, got, yeah. You have to run it back. Don't <laughs> you? Just yeah. keep just keep rolling it. Yeah. So I think the, there's chat yeah. for Alex if he wins this. 
that he might get a Champions League champion. So, oh. which would be Go, going light, up or going down? Light. Wait, I don't know. I've. I'd say it makes more sense to go down for Alex, but that's yeah, still hard. Well, yeah, but he's only short. Like he's only five foot six. He could go down uh, yeah. and then fight. But to, as Aljamain Sterling, probably, you know, he hasn't cleaned out the division. Yeah, well, I think like it, Volk has. But I think it's the, this um, Henry Cejudo talk. Like if Henry wins oh, that belt, okay, yeah, okay. Considering he's you know coming back, and uh, I saw rumors of a champ v champ fight. Charles has probably cleared out that uh, that division, so maybe that's. The case there, yeah. but I've Alex will be giving up a lot to come up. Like Charles is a big dude for lightweight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it'd be hard. It would be hard for him to go up. You could see him going down. Uh, it'd be interesting if Holloway loses, and mm. he's you know you can say what you like about the fight at Fight Island, baby. Holloway was uh, unfair um, in that one. Does he get another chance, or do they say sorry? Three is enough. You, you didn't get the win. Well, there's no one left in that division. You go all the way down to six and Alex has already beaten all those dudes. Yeah, true. And true. none of those dudes have probably beaten Max. So yep. um, it's just, just the state of where that division's currently at the moment. Hence why I think there's a chat about champ versus champ fight. Yeah, it'd, mm. it'd be interesting. Yeah, because I think Max will go away, can beat you know one or two of those guys easily. Well, not easily, but beat those guys, maintain his number one spot, and yeah, they've got to run that back. They'll keep going until one of them dies. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Retires, oh, yeah, yeah, retires, yeah, exactly. Like they, you know, ten plus fights against Terminally each other. He retired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'm saying like they could spend the next five years just going back and forth. Like it's, it could be they need someone to step up in that division to 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 really push their case. And Alex has beaten all the other dudes, and Max has beaten all those other dudes. Like it's yeah, there's no one really there. Volk versus Holloway, 50 in the nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ends in death. That's it. Well, is there anyone in lightweight that you could see probably jumping down to? Uh, so uh, there was chat about Jelzy Aldo as well, potentially coming back up. Mm. Um, Aldo's yeah. not that old as well. I think because he, he experienced so much success at such a young age, we kind of, I think we've spoken about it on the pod before, you kind of think he's older than he is. Uh, Jose is 35. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like he kind of feels like he's a bit older than that. Yeah, and whether he's stuck in bantamweight and comes back, but still, like, he comes back up the featherweight, but he's still, um, you know, he's middle of the pack currently in the bantamweight division. Mm, mm. Um, they're at third. Uh, so TJ's been booked against Sterling. Um, so that that was the news. Pillarshaw's which back. is good, yeah, because that's <laughs> that was who Sterling <laughs> called out after his win. He wanted Pillarshaw. Yeah. yeah. So and then Yarn, um, yeah, whether there's a Yarn Aldo fight there, I don't, I'm not sure, but yeah, the. He's still in that that spot. Whether he comes back up, so cool. Mm. As, you know, obviously as Aussies, and you know, talking about Izzy. You know, Aussies like to claim New Zealanders as well. As well to, but to, to talk about uh, two guys, you know, that are clear kings of their divisions, um, just cleaning them, cleaning them out. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a cool card. Uh, you know, obviously a big draw card for for um, you know the US viewers. Um, you know, on on July. For long weekend, but obviously a, a lot of interest um, here in um, in UFC two seven six. Now the non title fights. Uh, this this card is stacked a long way down, so we won't uh, fully preview. I don't think all of all of these fights. Just just just, just mention them. Yep. Um, so middleweight um, uh, also sees Sean Strickland, uh, mm-hmm. who's the fourth overall. Um, He's been around for a very long time. Taking on unranked Alex Pereira out of Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strickland uh, has 16 fights in the UFC. He's 25 and 3 overall. Uh, long time U- UFC. 
record. Yeah, long long term in there. And uh, Pereira, I think, has sort of been fast tracked after some pretty impressive performances so far. Is Pereira, the one that does all this. The spinny shit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Stuff. He does do a lot of spinny shit and uh, flips. <laughs> Just making sure my memory is right. <laughs> yeah, that's that. No, that's the one. It can be hard with some some of the uh, the Brazilians. Mm. Um, so I think that's actually so many of them. potentially a slight step up for him in uh, making it onto the pay per view. I think he was the fifth fight on our pay per view, and he, most of his other mm. stuff has been prelims or. Uh, un- um, lower than that, so it's in, it's impressive. It's yeah. the you know c- considering all the names on on this uh, mm-hmm. on this card that mm-hmm. that he's going to get the third. Well, considering uh, like Robert Lawler is on the, the yeah the, yeah the prelim. Uh, women's yeah. flyweight uh, has, sees uh, third. Uh, ranked Lauren Murphy taking on Misha Tate. Misha Tate obviously uh, uh, has been around for a long time. She was fighting in bantamweight and she's coming down um, to take on Lauren Murphy. Uh, And then a really cool uh, fight um, in in bantamweight. Uh, Pedro Muniz, uh, the 10th ranked uh, bantamweight, taking on Sugar Sean O'Malley. He's a big stocky dude as well. Who finally... uh, Sean O'Malley, yeah. Yeah, finally has, has his ranking. Now, Sugar Sean, he doesn't have a victory over... Over a top ten opponent, Has so he faced one yet. I think it's the main. No, thing. Marlon Vera, the one, uh, the one where he didn't lose. lose yeah, he didn't I lose. beat myself, etc. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So his actual only loss in the UFC was to Marlon Vera, who is currently ranked fifth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sugar Sean, we've seen him demolish, uh, you know, a Everyone lot of else. a lot of his uh, opponents. Some really cool finishes. Uh, you know, he, he's got that flamboyant, crazy style. You. Don't know what he's going to throw at you. Um, this will, this will be a fun fight, and uh, if he wants to be a serious contender in um, in the bantamweight division, uh, he, you know he needs to start beating uh, you know guys that are that are ranked higher than him. And just looking at that list, mm. like Robbie Lawler, Jim Miller, and Donald Cerrone on yes, there. Yes, some, some absolute Hall, legends. Yeah, Jurassic Dr- Guy, yep. Brad Travis. Like there's a lot of. Big names. That er, even in the early prelim card, yeah, like mm-hmm. this is is one of those ones where you, you probably sh- just just turn on the free stuff and, and watch it, uh, you know, early on uh, Sunday morning. Six mo- hours of fight. Sunday morning, yeah, next <laughs> next week. And uh, Brad Riddell as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a Kiwi that fights out of city kickboxing. He's uh, he's on that card uh, there against Jalen Turner. It's uh, there's a lot of fun fights um, that will, will be uh, underway. And uh, yeah, for for us Aussies, I suppose we hope. Uh, that, that Volk can um, defend this title again, uh, but yeah, looking forward to, to catching some some good uh, some good fights next week. Definitely, definitely. That uh, Misha Tate fight's cancelled. Oh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, undisclosed. Undisclosed. No, in- injury, no reason maybe. given. Uh, yeah. So, what's the replacement? They said. Uh, doesn't look like there's a replacement yet. They interesting. Have to, they, interesting. They have to do five. So. Uh, they'll bump one of the others up and probably looking at it, probably Lawler or the welterweights for Jim Jim Miller and Donald Cerrone because they're well known. Well, yeah, they're both like old heads. Mm-hmm. Like Jim Jim has Jim Miller got the most fights in the UFC. I think we might have spoken about that potentially. Before. I'll see if I can chase that one up. I feel like I might have heard that before. Uh, Jim Miller is thirty-eight. That's breaking news too, by the way, James. That that happened two hours ago. Nice. Double breaking news <laughs> on this month. I'll give you some credit. I'm just seeing if there's anything, nothing about replacement yet. So, no. yeah. Um, the, the, the other story that goes with that was Robbie Lawler was surprised he'd be on the prelims. Um, oh, Bobby Green was meant to fight Jim Miller instead of uh, Dennis So right. um, stepping in late. Stepping uh, in late, yeah. Which is pretty well yep. known for his career. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's why it's at welterweight. Um yeah. And Jim Miller does have the most fights in in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I'd say either that or Robbie will get bumped up into that fifth spot. Some awesome fights. Mm. Can't wait. Yeah. Let's go. Heaps good. Uh, do you want to wrap up uh, the final round with uh, some just looking back at the at the weeks that were in mm-hmm. the F1 and the golf, the Canadian Grand Prix? Yep. Uh, we, we you know previewed it last week uh, on on the 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 island, the middle of the uh, Saint Lawrence River there in Montreal. How did the race unfold, uh, you boys, uh, my my F1 aficionado friends? Yes, uh, I don't want to say dominated, but it probably it was like Red Bull Max Verstappen continues to dominate. Uh, wins yet again in this mm-hmm. race. Uh, Color Science challenged him throughout the whole entire race, finished within a second of him to end that. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get the job done to get the win there, which is unfortunate for Science because I don't believe he's had an F1 win currently. But they're knocking down mm-hmm. the door. Charles Leclerc started last. We talked about uh, that yeah. with his, his engine. Yes, yeah, so I don't think he did any qualifying without having to change out the engine mm-hmm. with a short turnaround. So he started last, finished fifth. Mm-hmm. So a really good result yep. for him. Uh, so mm. Lewis Hamilton and George Russell continuing that good form for Mercedes, getting getting themselves back in that Constructors' Championship, finished third and fourth. Lewis finally uh, out-finished his uh, teammate in this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell keeps his streak of uh, top five finishes uh, alive. Uh, Mr. Consistency has been noted there. Uh, but they both reacted well, I think, to the new setups uh, in the car for the Mercedes. So it's looking competitive. Yep. They do have a long way to try and catch up to the leaders if, say, Lewis wants to chase that eighth championship. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of the story there. Ocon, Bottas, Zhu, Alonso and Stroll rounded out the top ten. Our boy Danny was unfortunate in 11th, but he did mm. beat his teammate in Lando who finished 15th. So... Uh, McLaren, kind of a very up and down at the moment. Um, they'd want to be competing with Ferrari, but just not doing it at the mm. moment. The other three, the big mm. three teams are ahead and they're unfortunately stuck in this one. They were behind Alpine and Alfa Romeo with all four of them finishing ahead of the McLaren drivers. Uh, Perez, Shuey and uh, Sonoda didn't finish in this one. That's six on the trot now for Red Bull. Uh, I'll get the uh, constructors' standings up. They s- must be pulling further and further ahead. 304 to 228 uh, for Ferrari. So, uh, again, you know, it's a long season. We're only ju- just pushing up to the halfway point of mm-hmm. the season going into Silverstone. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely consolidating that lead, aren't they? Yep. So, what was, what was the Gasly news? He's re-signed. Um, he's re-signed with AlphaTauri, staying... Mm-hmm. For another season, yeah, or in two, that in that Red Bull system, I think there's some news during the week. They've actually finally announced the Red Bull Porsche. Um, uh, what would you call it? It's not a merger, but it's a, it's a partnership. Partnership. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, they I think the breakdown of that partnership is what's going to be the interesting going forward. Mm-hmm. Is it fifty fifty? Are they going to have you know Christian Horner's been there at the helm for a very long time? I assume he will stay the case, mm-hmm. mm. um, but whether he gets a Porsche counterpart and how much say he has going forward or she has, I don't want to you know, put my the, the Williams <laughs> Williams of course uh, there, so you know I won't be too biased in mm-hmm. that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how that all kind of fits fits in uh, with with that agreement uh, going forward. So. Yeah, Porsche, Porsche getting in, uh, not too far away for Audi as well. It looks like uh, going mm. in there to compete with Mercedes. Um, there's also rumours that Honda, who current uh, manufacturers for engine, f- engine for Red Bull, yeah, manufacturers for Red Bull, um, who were 
pulling out of mm -hmm. F1, um, which has forced um, Rebel to start manufacturing their own. Yeah, and they're, and they're about a year away from being fully set up to do that. Yes. Yep. Um, they potentially will be returning to F1. <laughs> <laughs> so what would happen there? Like, uh, like, would there be an engine supplier? Not sure, not sure. Sure, I think they it's would. Is there a direct competitor? Very, very early stages. Um, I literally just heard it as like sort of like rumour, rumour or stuff. Um, well, I, and it's it's for 2026 yep. is the rumour. So yeah. that, and, But that's when like all the Audi, Porsche, Porsche yep. they're all entering in, in as well. Uh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Because uh, that's the be new rule up. set. So the idea is that it gives the companies enough years essentially to start working on building the cars to those rule sets mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. they can be competitive um, when they come in from day dot because they don't want to – they don't, they're not like an expansion team that just comes in and wants to lose for the first three years. Yeah, you know, they these want to be competitive straight up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's what they've all targeted the twenty, um, the twenty sixth, the twenty twenty six, as that year they all join. Yeah, and well, with Ferrari, I think is currently supplying Alfa Romeo and Haas. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, there's plenty of teams because I don't think anyone Renault still is only doing themselves now. I don't think they're supplying any of the other teams currently. Mercedes are supplying McLaren and. Um, Red Bull, of course, still with Honda, mm. and then we'll take over their own. Uh, yeah, so whether one of those guys that uh, with the Ferrari engines go to Honda, mm -hmm. who, who knows? That'll I think that's the main thing. I don't think Honda's going to come in as a full solo solo owned team mm -hmm. um, in there, but they they do have capability to add. I think two more teams, twenty six cars. I think is the total that oh, they can really? run in, a yeah. in their current yeah. rules. Yet twelve yep. teams is the max they can have in the in the in a season. So. Okay. Yeah, so that that'll be a big big change to F one, but of course that's mm. four years away. Yeah, yeah. We'll yep. talk about it more when we get closer. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder in, if in four years time, <laughs> yeah. Wonder what our podcasting abilities will be. Yeah. Hopefully, a little bit more improved. Yeah, yeah. And Finishes got, yeah, um, so Matt Fitzpatrick has won himself a major uh, by winning the U.S. Open. Uh, we were going into mm. the fourth day. There, um, it, the conditions sort of held up okay. We thought that even might have got you home, but no, you had to shoot under. Uh, it's his first major. Um, he beat out world number one, Scotty Scheffler, um, and also Will Zalatoris, a poor fella. Loves a bridesmaid. That's um, <laughs> that's the third uh, time now that he's come second in a major um, after finishing second in the PGA Championship this year and second at the Masters last year. Now, yeah, for Zalatoris, he's 25. I think his time will come. Uh, mm. You'd be pretty lucky to win, to not win a major after going three times uh, finishing mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, he's only 27. Uh, he's uh, he's won his first major uh, after winning nine, uh, oh, sorry, eight on the on the European tour, uh, and a little bit of a resurgence uh, for. Um, some of the, the British golfers uh, heading into the British Open, uh, Rory McIlroy, um, you know, he's been playing better golf. Um, so that yeah. they'll uh, they'll have a few guys that that will sort of uh, fancy themselves to to win at home. Uh, we've got Wimbledon coming up as well to talk about um, tennis, and I'll just chase True. up the British Open start well, date. Uh, Speaking of British, the, we didn't cover it, but the F one the next next week's races in Silverstone. In Silverstone, yeah, we I think we mentioned we mentioned um, big big race coming up for so home race for both um, for well multiple drivers on the on the yeah. but yeah, Lewis and George the two big ones at the moment. Yeah, uh, knocking down the door for a potential win. Yeah, hopefully Lando McLaren can get yep. back in the fight, mm. but we'll see. 
all happening in the English summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Got India over there. Cricket, yeah, exactly, right? the cricket. Um, <laughs> all the sports uh, in England at the moment. And July 14 is the start of the British Open, so we're still uh, a couple of weeks off. That will conclude today's episode of On The Esky. Thank you to those that have joined us uh, for the whole thing um, you know special shout out to you it's a lot of dribble uh, we understand uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed today's ep um, we will keep running apps for moving forward uh, I'm expecting a child sometime soon so <laughs> hopefully I don't have to leave mid app uh, but there may just be <laughs> a few weeks uh, where we're off uh, off the airwaves for a little Quite bit off. moving forward yes um, but yeah if all things go to plan um, we should be back here next week um, uh, talking and dribbling thank you for the support we appreciate it hope you're having a good week um, if you're listening to this on Spotify on the tools, in the office, uh, wherever you are. I hope you're doing well. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye.